Welcome to Pack Talk Podcast. We've got Lex with us today. She is a longtime friend back in the day. I met Lex many, many years ago with Canine Re- through Canine Revolution, my uh, dog training business. And uh, of course, she came because she had some dog training things <laughs> that were going on that I was helping her out with. But that was before I had anybody working with me. It was just mm-hmm. me. I think about it all the time. Like I really? was thinking about it for the last few days. I'm like, when was that? Like it had to have been five or six. That years was like ago. 2017 or 2018. Right. One like of those it was two years. a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> But it so, was just you. Like. So you can. So you're technically a founding member of the revolution. That's awesome. I'm happy <laughs> to be here. Honored. So you're good to go. So we got Lex on the podcast today. Honored to have her with us. She does have her own business, and uh, t- uh, one of her things is the social media survival guide. The other thing is Lex uh, Media Company. Is that are you still separate? Are they still two separate things? What's so, going on with them? Technically, okay, so Page Media Co. is my business that I actually work with clients through, that I provide Mm. content creation for, I manage their socials. The Social Media Survival Guide is an online portal almost. Mm. Um, I like to call it an experience because there's a lot of different ways that you can access it. Um, Mm -hmm. And those are just resources designed for both people who want to become social media managers and just learn a little bit more about what I do. And then there's also resources for small business owners who are managing their own social medias. So I try to keep up with all of the changes so that other people don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Good to go. And uh, that's critical for small business owners Mm -hmm. because they're so busy. They don't have a lot of time to study that kind of stuff. And you providing that resource Mm -hmm. is a big deal for them, which of course we'll dive into Mm -hmm. and uh, everything that you do for people. But today we're kind of structuring our discussion around obviously social media, how to survive it, the social media survival guide and kind of geared more towards small business owners. But again, I guess a, uh, you know, a person out there that's looking to become an affiliate or Mm -hmm. get commissions or just increase their social presence could use these techniques as well that we're going to be talking about. Um, so thanks for coming out. Honored to have you with us as a founding member of (laughs) Canine Revolution and as a podcast guest. I love it. Good to go. But uh, can you give us a quick intro on who you are? I know you have a background in health and fitness industry as well. Yeah. (laughs) So give us just a quick intro on how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I'm always like stumped on how to start this story because there's like 12 (laughs) different places it could start from. So the super condensed version is, yes, I did used to be a group fitness instructor. I did not go to school for anything like that. I actually went to school for business management and marketing. Mm didn't use it, fell into the passion for fitness, did that for a long time. And Mm. that actually taught me a lot about what I do now, just like in very different ways. A lot of things carry over from one industry to the other. Mm -hmm. Um, It was probably right around the time that I met you, like 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. One of my friends had reached out to me and asked if I would help her with her Instagram Mm. for her business. And that was based off of just what I was doing on my personal Instagram account. Mm. It was right when Instagram stories kind of became a thing and was kind of replacing Snapchat. So I had abandoned Snapchat and was just kind of treating my Instagram story like Snapchat. And they introduced like the stickers and the drawing and the GIFs and all of the Mm -hmm. fun things. And I was just utilizing a lot of that. Um, And she had reached out to me, asked if I would help her. I helped her on the side with that for like two ish years. Um, and then at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, before anything happened, I had put my two weeks in at my job at the fitness yeah. facility. Yeah. Which you were hardcore there. Cause I remember you working there when I was training with you Yes, and you were like a lead, uh, top, top 
instructor. They were sending you all over the place to train other people. And yes. It was fun. It was intense. <laughs> it, it was, was intense. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot. And it was, I mean, it was a great time, a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things I could say yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> so you closed that book. Yes. And then where'd you go from there? So when I had done that, I actually didn't really have a plan. I was just going to mm. rent a space and personal train oh. people on my own. Mm-hmm. And I started putting things into motion for that. And very coincidentally, it was the same time that the pandemic happened. And a lot of businesses were having to learn how to go online. Mm. So I just started talking more about what I was doing with my friend on the side, Mm -hmm. helping her with her Instagram. Mm -hmm. And from there, it just was one person saying it to this person and Mm. I helped this person and then this person. So by mid 2020, I had officially created my business. Yeah. And then now we're here. That was three years ago. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. But yeah, it basically just started because somebody reached out and was like, hey, will you help me with this? Yeah. I had never... I always thought if you wanted to do something like that, it had to be like a full-on marketing role at a business. Um, And I had tried for a long time with the fitness facility to do their social media, Mm. ask if there was any room for kind of growth there, and they just said there wasn't a need for that. So. Interesting. I went somewhere else and did Interesting. it. <laughs> yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Um, so did your college experience help you out as you were getting going or did you kind of just DIY learning mm-hmm. the, the modern day? Because I'm sure it changed from the time you were learning it in school to mm-hmm. where we're at even now. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of like core foundational things that have definitely never changed. Mm. Um, something that really helped me was like proposals mm. and contracts and stuff. Like I had experience with that because of school okay but when it comes to the actual social media part of things Mm -hmm. there's not one thing that i learned in school that i still use or is even relevant now yeah just because like instagram's changed since last week yeah so i was about to say it's like a (laughs) never-ending rapid change Mm -hmm. you know yeah so definitely foundational things on the business side have stuck yeah um but as far as like what i'm actually doing every day i that all came just from trial and error honestly yeah Mm-hmm. All right. Good to go. Yeah. What are your top three social media tips for small businesses, whether they be like a local service business mm-hmm. or maybe a small business that sells stuff online? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your top three? So one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't necessarily use social media for to its fullest capacity is treating it like it's a human. Um, the word social is in social media for a reason. So like yeah. one of the biggest mistakes that I see small business owners make is they go on, they just like post this graphic that they made in Canva with a motivational quote Mm -hmm. and then they leave the app and Mm -hmm. they don't open it until they post three days later, the same kind of copy and paste graphic Mm -hmm. from Canva. Yeah. People, if they're commenting on that and they're not responding, if people are DMing you and you're not responding, like it's not as copy and paste as a lot of people might make it seem. Right. Um, and kind of bringing yourself into that. So just kind of like humanizing it and again, treating it like it's a, an employee of your business almost. Yeah. Um, and like you do a great job with that with like, you'll share on your story, like things that you're eating that morning or like a book that you're reading and like Mm. just bringing that personal side into Mm -hmm. it is huge. Um, even if you're not a personal brand, like even if your business is just a product or a service, um, especially services, cause you're who they're working with. Right. Like right. there's a lot of people who are looking for dog training. They land on your Instagram. They look at your story and they're like, whoa, this guy drinks 
cherry juice every morning. I love that. <laughs> like that's going to be the one thing that draws yeah. them to you. Um, so that's definitely one of them. Um, let's see top three. Okay. Next one would be, I don't know if this is necessarily a tip for social media specifically, but just something that I've been having a lot of conversations about lately with business owners is doing your research before you invest in something like mm. including myself, like go watch my content, go look at my website, do research on these things, watch this episode and see who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people out there that try to make social media a science mm. and not an art. Mm. Um, there is no one formula that's going to work. So if mm. somebody has this course that they're selling you and it's, we guarantee you're going to go viral if you use this three part mm. system. Yeah. There's nothing that can really guarantee that. Mm -hmm. um, the execution could be different. The messaging could be different. Like there's no one thing that's going to fix it. Yeah. And one of the best things that you can do is just start trying and yeah. figure out what works for you, figure out what works for your audience. Um, and number three, I would say just be on there as much as you can without it feeling like you're sacrificing like your mental health. Mm. Um, because a lot of people will say like, oh, post seven days a week. Mm. I haven't posted in two weeks. Like yeah. I'm a prime example of you don't need to post yeah. every single day. So I feel like there's a lot of people that just feel like they're on this hamster wheel mm -hmm. of like having to post seven days a week and yeah. being on there. And consistency is key, but consistency doesn't mean seven days a week. So right. it's about figuring the balance out of how much of yourself to bring into your business. Mm -hmm. And then also the amount of work it takes you to execute that right on social media yeah so i feel like those tips are all over the place there's a lot more i could That's good to go. dive yeah. into but well the, the tricky part is like every business is so different yeah you know what i'm saying and it depends on kind of what you're built for so like if you're a mm -hmm. one person uh gig and let's say you're you can't take on any more clients because you have these reoccurring clients mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like social media manager for example i'm assuming you have a number of clients and then you're managing their profiles and mm -hmm. all that you might not have time to take on any more right so you might not really need to be posting you know what i'm saying Correct. because you you literally are spending all your time taking care of your other people yep whereas if you were like a social media manager and you had like 25 percent of your capacity then you would probably want to be posting to like be looking to increase your client right. capacity you know um or like someone like us dog training where it's like a constant you know, we're training a dog. Once that dog's trained and the owners are good to go, you know, we might not be dealing with them again for a while right. until they need us for something else. So it's like we're constantly having to, uh, you know, get ourselves out there mm -hmm. so that people are aware of us and so that we can get the next round of clientele right. in or prospective clients, you know. So I think depending on your business depends on your posting strategy, yes. your marketing strategy, your management plan. You yep. know what I'm saying? And then different things work for different people. Like I know for us, when we first started, it was like a lot of before and after videos, yeah. like dog pulling crazy on a leash. Yep. Then the second half of the video, dogs walking nicely through a crowd. You know, that was mm -hmm. basically it back in the day. And that took hours to like put those together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But if you're like a painter, maybe a before and after works for you. Yeah. But maybe that doesn't work for some other business, you know? So I think right. uh, it depends. But I like what you said about building the... Uh, you know, the community or like being responsive to people yes. and something that I learned back in the day when I was trying to figure out this kind of stuff is uh, people need to know you like you trust you exactly to uh, like work with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I always tried to like have that element in there for sure. And I do 
post crazy shit on my personal Instagram story, you know, the tart cherry juice and my chickens <laughs> half the time, you know. <laughs> but those so. are going to be like little things like that or yeah. what people are like, like they'll, that'll stick with them. Yeah. And they'll yeah. be like, next time they see tart cherry juice, they're like, oh my yeah. God, that dog trainer drinks that. <laughs> and like, that's just like one little thing. Like I yeah, just posted about point. this yesterday. I get so much more engagement on my Instagram stories when I'm posting things like I posted yesterday that I had car troubles. Mm. The amount of people that reached out and were mm. like, oh my God, this just happened to me. Like, mm. oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, not yeah. that I want that to be happening to other people. They're relating with it though. But That's sharing that on. one yeah. little thing, for lack of better terms, being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a perfect world for right. me to get on there and say like, I've never had car issues in my life. Right. Like, no, I'm literally sitting in a car shop right now. Yeah. But yeah. saying that out loud will trigger one person to be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, she's a person. Like, yeah. she's not a business. She's not a robot. Yeah. So that makes a big difference. And a lot of people are in different phases. So like, it's almost like a pyramid. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the top phase is awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's where people are just learning about you for the first time, which is primarily what a lot of people are posting content for Mm -hmm. is so people can learn about them. And then after that, it'll go into where they're around. Like they're in your community. They Mm -hmm. liked you enough to stick around. They might not be buying from you, but they're liking your posts, they're commenting on them, mm-hmm. they're thinking about it. Um, and then it can kind of go on to where they have become a customer and you want to keep them around. So right. there's really like three different phases of people that you'll come into contact with. And mm. some of them have no idea who you are. Yeah. Some of them are almost ready to purchase from you. Yeah. And some of them have, and they just are continuing to support you. Yeah. So even just providing three different types of content alone in that sense, because mm. there's a difference between wanting more reach and wanting to nurture what you already have. So even just like thinking of content in those two ways. Can you give like an example for like, uh, you know, if you think like a dog training business, for example, what would you say is like a awareness type of content mm-hmm. and then like a nurturing? So awareness for you guys, I would say would definitely be almost bringing problems to the surface that people may not even realize that they have. Mm. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who might think some behavioral things are just like part of their dog's personality. Mm. That's just who they are. When really there are things that you can either implement or try to help with that. So if you were to start a video being like, does your dog pull really bad on a leash? Mm. This is what we would do to fix it. Yeah. Um, That would kind of be like, again, bringing the awareness to not only the problem, but also that there's somebody making content that might be able to help you. Right. right. Um, whereas like the nurture would be just for like super broad terms, like an appreciation about one of the dogs you've trained, mm. like the video that you guys did, the mm-hmm. parody from the oh, other yeah. day on April. <laughs> like that to me is nurturing content because I think that's funny. Like, I think that's like, I'm not in the market right this second for dog training, but yeah. I'm still around because you're posting content like that. Mm. That's enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Whereas you like the dance moves? I loved you like it. You guys moves? absolutely crushed that. It was so good. A lot of planning, I'm sure, went into <laughs> this that. This guy right here. <laughs> I'm the one that just comes up with crazy ass ideas. He's right. the one that has you to, execute. you know, build it. <laughs> See, I need somebody like that. Where I'm like, here's the idea, now make it happen. And I mean, everybody was on board for that, so yeah. oh, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Built a team around <laughs> your crazy ass ideas. There's so. a lot of coaching. Yeah. A lot of coaching involved when we're on recording, you know, yeah, you got oh yeah, to yeah. get them into in the character. For you know, that, sure. That like two going. minute video takes us like eight hours. Oh, yeah. Well, so and we have to block off a whole day for it. You correct. Know? Yeah. Yep. And like people don't realize how much yeah. goes into that. Like they look at that minute long video and they're right. like, wow, this is so funny. <laughs> but like really you guys are like chipping away at it for probably like weeks from yeah. the time that like the idea came about to oh, yeah. the time it was posted. So 
Yeah, we would. We used to do like we have a bunch of videos like that mm-hmm. be, before short form media or mm-hmm. content was a thing. You guys before were reels it. came yeah. around, mm-hmm. so we have like holiday videos, Christmas yeah. videos, Fourth of July. Uh, we're retapping those now April too. Fools. Love it. We're retapping yeah. those, yeah. and we can repurpose them now. So yeah. like that video was actually like three or four minutes, but that was because of the real system. You only get a minute thirty, right? So there was more video, but that was just like you said to get the funny content yeah. out there. But yeah, like Chad said, we would well the we would literally script it. Mm-hmm. I would come up with a whole script based off of one idea. Yep. And then we would proofread it all. It used to be all the trainers. We would brainstorm together and me. We would meet and we'd brainstorm and we'd say what's good and what's bad. Yeah. And then we'd redo the script. Or mm-hmm. if it's good, then we'd just move forward. But then we would block out a whole day for recording. Yeah. It would take eight hours, like Chad said. And by the end of it, they were getting a little pissy. Oh, you know? for sure. Oh, yeah. My, I <laughs> no, do, he's yeah. getting pissy. <laughs> because well, they wouldn't cooperate wrangle, with me. Right? Yeah. It's a lot to <laughs> yeah. wrangle. But uh, by the end of it, and then the editing takes a couple days. Yeah. Because I'm, like, really picky about the editing. For when sure. It, when it comes to, like, a video like that, you know what I'm saying? Well, but, and it um, has to yeah. be, like, the comedic timing of it needs to be, yeah. like, perfectly yeah. executed. Well, that, yeah. yeah, but also we had to record the song. So the oh, recording the song okay. took probably took more time than actually yeah, in the video. That's true. That's and true. yeah, there's a lot a lot behind the scenes going on for yeah. sure. That took us probably one or two weeks for sure to get it done. A lot and of I know one parts. of the things you do with your clients or some of them at least is you'll meet with them and you'll yeah. build content. Is that kind of the same type of deal? What does that look like? Definitely. And by the end of those days, they hate me. They're like, <laughs> get out of my face with this camera. Stop yeah. pointing your phone at me. <laughs> like you can see it like throughout the content, their face just like... <laughs> gets like visibly less impressed with what's happening. Um, But afterwards they're thrilled because they don't have to do that again for three months. So that's kind of what I structured on um, is two different, two different ways. I have two main people that I do the in-person content, content shoots for Mm -hmm. Um, one of them's local to Charleston. Mm. So I go to them every other week um, just to kind of keep them more up to date, like more up on trends because you can batch a ton of content Mm. now using things or ideas or pop culture references that are trending right now are you allowed to say what this uh company is absolutely i just didn't want to feel like i was self-promoting okay so core four elite fitness they're in west ashley they are a newer not necessarily they've been around for about two years now um it's a group fitness workout it's Mm -hmm. truly one of a kind it's not anything like where i used to work or really any other gym yeah um but yeah, they, so you're so you're building their content in batches, and then yeah. you guys are systematically posting it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and like that works for them and you. Yeah, yeah. and theirs is very similar. So like you guys, is, mm. they have a whole team. They have coaches. Mm. They have front desk staff. They have the two owners that that like we have to like communicate beforehand being like, okay, this person's going to do this. Mm. This person's going to do this. Yeah, um, and I do the same thing for a client in Detroit, which is a med spa called the Spa MD. They're okay. not around here. Detroit. But Yes, Dang. I know. And how'd you get, how'd they get in touch with you? They just found you. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's kind of funny. So I worked, one of the very first people that ever reached out to me on Instagram was, um, a lash extension studio Oh, really? and they were in Detroit and I worked with her for a long time. And then like a year, a little over a year ago, she opened a second location inside of this med spa. And mm. when she started working at, like in the med spa they were like well wait who's doing your social media Mm. and then one thing turned into another and i started working with them so it was really convenient for a while because i'd go there hit both of them in like two days and then not have to go back for a couple months but theirs we can't necessarily batch a ton Mm. of like the trends and stuff so when i go there and do theirs it's more 
the educational, them sitting down, answering questions, kind of showing how processes are done, which all of that, like all the different types of content are important. Mm -hmm. It's just about kind of keeping it more relevant, which is why I go to core form more often because they're here. So it's easier to just kind of pop in and get a couple of videos of what I need and then they're good to go for two weeks. Talking about trends real quick. Did you happen to see our, our one of our trend videos, the car wash? No, Did I oh, didn't. You didn't? Oh, no. Right. We need to it repost good? it. Wait, yeah. This is not my idea, by the way. <laughs> this was a I chat. Take- hey, we need to do this. And I said, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> it's, uh, have you seen the car wash trend? No. There, no? Am I going I don't crazy? think it was as big as It wasn't as big as I thought I, it was, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. I just might not be on that side. <laughs> but basically, people were just washing cars, doing crazy stuff. Like, there would be dudes like washing their girlfriends or whatever oh you God, know no, the girlfriends like i looked up the trend on tiktok and there was like four <laughs> or five videos that like had maybe a million views the, the the original like the person who whoever they decided to do it theirs was like actually really funny yeah mm-hmm. and then other people started doing it. it's like uh, you know it's, yeah. it's like it, they all do the same thing but sure. so we, we had to mix it up a we little bit it. but we we had Chad, a dog Chad brought it, it to me. He brought it to my attention. It's like I had nothing to do with this. I just filmed it. And I'm like looking at. It, I'm like, what the hell is Chad thinking? <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, there's a lot of the like. I mean, my clients will look at me like that. And be like, oh, Fuck, yeah. I'm not doing that. And then yeah. we do it, and it's a popular video. Oh, yeah. Like I told you. Like well, let's just say, whenever that video released, we had a lot of ladies. <laughs> a lot of ladies saying, we need to have these guys come wash our car. Oh my yeah, God, that's and then so a lot funny. of guys saying, what did I just watch? Or a lot of guys, a lot of guys were like, hey, come wash my car. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I mean, controversy like that, like I tell people right. all the time, if you have an opinion or something to say or something that will get people to either say you're stupid or mm. this is a dumb idea or anything like that, like that's still boosting your engagement. Yeah. It's not necessarily ethical. I don't fully yeah. recommend that, but like if you even just have a strong opinion about something, like if you were to post a video and be like, this is the only correct way to train your dog if they're doing this, Mm -hmm. there's going to be so many people that disagree with you that want to say something. I know we were talking one, one time and I told you like, Hey, if you want entertainment, go read our Facebook comments. Oh yeah. Cause those people are crazy Mm -hmm. on there. Well, Facebook is a weird place now. Yeah. Like, have you ever like scrolled through reels on Facebook? No, It's like a weird time. Like it's very weird. It's, the definition of like video style clickbait Mm. like people will be like a baking video Mm. and they'll take like a fake spider and put it in the bag of flour that they're scooping from just so that they'll show that and people will be like wait what like they'll keep watching or they'll watch it again but like every Uh, video is like weird yeah like it's it's strange it's like a weird side of like youtube or something that you find like in like some kind of weird niche yeah and it's bled into facebook Mm -hmm. reels and they're like farming it for like I would assume monetization because like some of them are like random accounts where it's like, what is your, like, they're not a business. It's just like random accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they'll also do random things like, uh, they'll put like some kind of text and they'll say like, wait till the end. And they think there's crazy things happening and nothing happens and you watch it again because you're like, did I miss something? And then now they're getting the views, you know? Exactly. (laughs) I just watched a video like that on TikTok and it was a girl like I watched it for like three minutes and I was like, I am so embarrassed that I just did that. But it's this girl and she's like showing a bunch of different videos from around this like cruise that she just went on. Mm. And the text on the top was like, I looked back on this footage from my cruise and I couldn't believe that this was in the background of every clip. Mm. So I'm sitting there like, what are we looking for? The whole video ends. I'm like, am I dumb? Like, am I blind? So I go to the comments and everybody's like, so we're all here for the same reason. Like nobody saw anything. Right. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't just me, but like stuff like that, like people will do anything to 
but like for what like it does it what does that benefit you get maybe some followers out of it but like or like the facebook ones where they're like have you ever seen like the five minute crafts I I can't watch them. The, yeah. I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I just like they I'm give like, me such a content. weird Five minute feeling. Crafts. It's basically just, like these people will be like, "Look at this hack that we're doing," mm. and it's not a hack. <laughs> like it's like the weirdest. I don't even know an example to say off the top of my head. But yeah. like, it's weird. It's definitely content made for keeping keeping someone there. People. Yeah, 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 it's weird. It's definitely strange. And well, Facebook's the meanest of all of the places, in my opinion. I was going to say, talking about Facebook, you know, what is the deal with Facebook, you know, from, from the social media, uh, you know, manager perspective? So I don't do Facebook for my clients. Like if we have content that they want to repurpose and post onto there, mm. we'll do that. But even just with Facebook changing so much and like the meta business suite, like mm. I'm not even fully dude versus a headache it's, it's literally, literally the it, biggest headache you could open it in two different tabs and it's different on yeah. both tabs they and don't I'm know like, what they're doing no we, and I'm like, uh, we had an issue with our facebook account and oh, it God. took us like a year yeah. to resolve it one of my clients <laughs> the owner of their page is one of their employees mm. so you can only do stuff through her facebook oh, account yeah yeah so it's like it, it's, it's so yeah. frustrating i yeah. hate meta business suite but they like i've never done a facebook specific strategy because in my opinion facebook is becoming a little less relevant yeah, which is yeah. why mark zuckerberg is really fighting to mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. want people on other platforms because oh, they want yeah. people to be on facebook and instagram mm-hmm. um but yeah facebook to me has just become it's a weird place like all of those weird reels like the comments in them the people are just so well, what is it good for for a small business like what would a small business leverage facebook for so i really like facebook pages like rather than like necessarily having a specific content strategy for Facebook, which again, I can't really speak on because I don't consider myself like well-versed in Facebook or anything. Right. right. Um, I just keep it as similar as Instagram as possible. Just I, there's a lot of things like that Facebook prefers, like from my personal experience, Facebook prefers images. Mm. Um, they prefer like static stills longer captions um something that i thought was just kind of like hearsay for a long time that actually facebook has come out and said is they don't like when you put links in -hmm. your post so like if you have a link like copy and paste it into your caption like they will not show that a lot so so if you're on facebook and you're posting a link to your whatever your website or your youtube Mm -hmm. even if you put that link in the comments facebook is gonna kill your organic reach is what you're saying so i don't know a hundred percent about putting it in the comment rather than the caption Mm -hmm. okay but there is a part put it in the caption yes and that's like right in facebook's like terms like i try not to say things about social media unless i know for a fact they're right accurate like there's a lot of people in my industry who want to be the first one to say something like a new change or a Mm -hmm. feature is coming Mm -hmm but it's really just kind of like in the talks. It's yeah. not actually coming. Yeah. Um, so I try to only say things for sure if I know them for a fact, but yes, Facebook right in there. Like, I don't know if it's technically called the terms and conditions, but like yeah. when you look at the content section, it does say like, don't put links in mm. your captions, yeah. which is just their way of keeping you on that platform. They just mm-hmm. don't want you redirecting people right. off of the platform. Something I've done in the past to kind of avert that is, telling people to go to the link in mm. your i don't remember about section or whatever yeah like because yeah. on instagram we'll say bio on facebook it's your about section mm-hmm. yeah so we'll just say like go here yeah and you'll find it yeah. the other thing too is like i feel like a lot of people like underestimate people's intelligence like mm. there's only so many places like 
on Instagram, you can only have one link right. and it's all in the same place. So right. like people know right. where, know to, where go to go for things. Yeah. Yes. So create your content. Don't try to, you know, spend time saying that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, it's definitely helpful there. It's a call to action. Like you do right. want to be telling people to do something, but just repetitively saying the link in my bio, link in my bio is mm-hmm. there's a lot better ways to get people curious about what's at that link than just saying, I got you. go to it. Yeah. I feel like Facebook, uh, you know, is like where the elderly, I don't want to say elderly, but the, uh, the older generations, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're on Facebook, you know what I'm saying? More so than like, uh, the younger generations, because yeah. the younger generations are on TikTok or Instagram. Right. So there is, you know, from a small business perspective, I think it's good to be on yes. a number, but I don't think sure. it should be like your number one. Like back in the day, Facebook was definitely mm-hmm. your go-to, Right. Right. Today, from my perspective, running a small business, I think it's still good to have, but like yeah. just understand, you know, it's probably not going to be your the younger generation. Reach. And a lot of times when we get like a, uh, I call them info request or prospective client mm-hmm. off of Facebook, you know, most of the time the Facebook uh, leads are not going to be good leads. Correct. Do you know why that is? Just because it's like crazy people. (laughs) So I think what it is, and especially if you guys do the ads where, or like if you have it where um, people can just click and it automatically fills their information in, Mm. that I feel like a lot of people just don't even realize what they're doing Uh, half of the time. Especially grandpa sitting on Right, so when they get that call and they're like, well, who's Canine Revolution? Like I've Mm. never heard of you. And it's like, well, you clicked two buttons and it filled out your information. Mm. So that's one thing. But I do think Facebook is one of the best places if you are investing in paid advertising that Facebook is one of the best places to mm. do that because of how much data they have about their users and their actions. They are usually pretty good about placing them mm. where they should be. And if you do it through Meta Business Suite, they'll also go to Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely for paid advertising. But yeah. yeah, I don't think that it's something that everybody should just abandon just yet. I don't think it's completely died out yet well maybe your clientele is that older generation exactly maybe maybe that's where you need to be i guess it depends mm -hmm. on the business yes it does because it's definitely like you said an older demographic that's actively using that right Mm -hmm. but i think what a lot of people because like every platform's built for something different and facebook we especially when it first came out like i remember making a facebook and you had to like have somebody like approve you and like say (laughs) that you're a real person like it was this whole thing and they it's I think just so embedded in people's heads that like Facebook is where I'm friends with people in real life Mm -hmm. so they just have it in their head this is where I go to scroll to catch up with people that I know in real life right so it's again just kind of about like their user like what they think they're getting on Facebook for but in my opinion ads are one of the most beneficial yeah Yeah. from Facebook what about uh, Facebook groups or Facebook messenger Are those beneficial for businesses or people? Facebook groups, I think, are not utilized as much as they should be. And there's Mm. a lot of things coming out that are kind of replacing them almost. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Like, have you heard of Mighty Network? No. So it's a platform that basically, it's a standalone page. You don't have to, like, have a Facebook account. Anybody can just enroll in it. Um, Via email or you have to create a profile? You do have to like make a profile, but it's not like, I know a lot of people that don't use Facebook. Mm. Like my boyfriend doesn't even have a Facebook. What? He doesn't have a Facebook? I know, right? (laughs) My girlfriend doesn't have one. Yeah. It's like just so not like something that I think, and like I have one, but I don't, I haven't posted on my Facebook in probably five years. Yeah. Like it's there, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, they just, yeah, it's a, it's a different world on there. So just knowing the demographic of who you're looking for, Facebook can be super beneficial for that. Yeah. So this mighty, Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. So mighty network is basically this like private platform that you, it's like $50 a month. Um, and you can basically make your own community. Like it's a Facebook group, but just not on Facebook. Um, and so the business pays $50 and they can build out a network or every user pays $50. No, you know? like as the owner as of the it. Owner. And you oh, can okay. charge people to be in it, oh, which okay. is kind of okay. cool. Like you can make a free version. You can make it like $1.99 oh. per month. Like, And it's definitely beneficial because... So like I listen to a lot of podcasts that mm-hmm. have private Facebook groups. Oh. And I love being in them because like... they say something funny on the podcast that I relate to. I go in there and I'm like, Oh my God, this was so funny when they said that. And like, (laughs) I've never actually done this, but like the people of the podcast will like respond. Like I see it happening. Um, or like, you know, I, that's cool. Yeah. Like I listen to a lot of like pop culture podcasts that are like recapping like reality shows and stuff. So like if somebody in this group sees like a TikTok that, is relevant to what this podcast is about. Like Mm. somebody will go in there and post it. Mm. So I feel like they're really good for that, like community aspect of it where it's just, it's a little bit more private than somebody just like commenting on your Instagram post, but it's still open to everybody. You just have to join the group. So there's definitely benefits to having them. I don't think it's necessarily something you need to have. Mm. Um, But yeah, like things like mighty network allow you to have that private community just we're kind of seeing it with TikTok. Like it could yeah. be taken away tomorrow. Facebook could decide groups aren't a thing anymore with mighty network. That's your platform. Mm. Like you own that. So yeah. it's just kind of like an option that people are moving towards or like Patreon. Yeah. I've it, heard of Patreon like a lot before. of people will do yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I definitely say the private community like that is important. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be Facebook groups, but mm-hmm. I do think Facebook groups are a great option for that. Yeah. Did you have something to add about groups? I saw you moving your mic back. Oh, I was yeah, just going to say, you're talking about <laughs> pop culture podcasts. I was going to say, do you listen to the toast? Yes. Yeah. Not my, gr- my girlfriend listens to that when I listen to it. Like sometimes yeah. when she is, I'm just like, okay. Like that's yeah. like me catching up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I have no I, idea what you guys are talking about. It's, yeah, it's, it's like these two girls that do pop culture. They talk mm-hmm. about celebrities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time it's like, but like, that's me recapping to keep mm-hmm. up with her. Exactly. The stuff that she's into. Oh, yeah. right. But they do, uh, do they do Patreon or something like that? I, I don't think. remember what they do mm-hmm. have some sort of private something. Yeah. It's really popular with podcasts. Yeah. Like, and for a long time, I just never listened to it. I was like, oh, Patreon, like whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually a lot of people, what they do now is like, like I'm in a Patreon for a podcast and they put out an extra episode every week oh. that you on only get in the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Before. I'm subscribed to like two yeah. podcasts on Patreon. Patreon. Like if I really like the podcast really? mm-hmm. and I want to support them, yes. then I will like subscribe to them. There's like different tiers you can mm-hmm. set, like a five dollar, which is like the low. Yeah. But it still gets you in the door. Yeah. You can have conversations with people right. in that group, yeah. like you were saying. So I have one of those for a podcast I listen to from another uh, dog trainer that I worked with before, but mm-hmm. uh I just basically keep my subscription to his Patreon yeah. to support him. Well, yeah. that's, that's kind the of the thing whole too, is like goal. people don't yeah. realize like a lot of like the groups and podcasts and like like we don't get paid for that right you kind of just do it because <laughs> yeah you like doing it yeah so yeah. even little things like that like your five dollars a month doesn't seem like a lot but it allows that person to continuously put this content yeah. out for right. you right. Yeah. and we live in a world where people think we're they're entitled to more content right like right. i know a lot of people who are like i would never pay five dollars a month for extra <laughs> podcast episodes but they 
paid five dollars for Starbucks that right. morning. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I just like the entertainment of it or like like supporting them. Well, but yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Like if you like the content like of a certain podcast and you're like, dang, they, they like, let's say they do one episode a week or something mm-hmm. or maybe two. It's like, I want more. Mm-hmm. I've listened to everything. And it's like they do the the bonus episode on Patreon. Right. I'm going to go like I like the content that much to where I'm yeah. going to do the it's five dollars a month. Exactly. Mm. I'm going to subscribe so I can get that extra content just yeah. to right. enjoy. You know what I'm saying? The so. kind of my, one of my thoughts is uh, like use your Insta, use your socials to like provide more content for your listeners mm-hmm. is what one of my thoughts is. Yeah. You know, but I guess the Patreon is just like a another way. It's just, that's like more private. Like, mm-hmm. because there's no... I got you. Like, there's no internal search on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Or there might be, but I don't think people use it. Like, I'm not going on there and, like, searching, like, yeah. dog training. Right. Like, I found out about that because of your podcast. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's yeah. like using yeah. your platforms to promote it. Right. Um, right. And you don't yeah. even have to do, like, the additional content. Like, I know people that do it just... Like, in my industry, they'll do it and you have direct access to talk to them whenever oh, you want. Mm-hmm. Like you get ask priority them to talk to them. Right. I see what you're saying. And, like, yeah. Instagram, in the, like a lot of platforms are introducing this. Like, Instagram has subscriptions now. Subscription. Yeah, I saw that. And mm-hmm. then um, even, like, Spotify, like, who I published my podcast through, mm-hmm. has an option for me to turn on that, like, people can pay 99 cents, oh. like, per episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. I wouldn't do that. But, yeah, like, <laughs> it, like, just the fact that they're introducing that right, as right. an option is... Right. Everything's Just telling moving you things towards, are going that way. Yeah, like yeah. everything's moving towards that like subscription based. I don't necessarily agree with mm. all of it. Like yeah, I think yeah. a lot of it should be done because you genuinely enjoy right. doing it, but just with the way that everything is happening, yeah. moving towards, I mean there's so many people making a living off right. of doing stuff like that. So right. it's awesome resources for them, but What about a uh, Facebook Messenger? It's kind of its own little thing. Yeah. You know, what are your thoughts on that? I know a lot of people who set up like automations. So like if somebody likes their page, Mm. it'll like automatically send them a message that's like, hey, thank Mm. you so much. Like this is who we are. Here's a 10% off coupon when you shop with us. Yeah. That I think is super beneficial. And there's a lot of like automations that you can set up like just throughout. Like I know I have a friend who turns it on from like 8 a.m. to 5 Mm. p.m. So like if you message her Instagram during that time, it'll say like, hey, I'm working right now, but I'll get back to you like as soon as I can. Mm. And like that I think is just such like a small personal touch rather than because like I'm guilty of this too. Like I take like two to three business days to like answer DM sometimes. Um, And just like letting people know like I'm not leaving you on red. I'm not ignoring Mm you. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far to me, the messenger is just more of like the communication, like private communication. I think it should be open for people to ask questions or like inquire about your services. Um, But I've never done anything like specific with Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Mm -hmm. Good to go. All right. Anything else about Facebook? We know that it's uh, we've we've highlighted some of the things. I think benefits, maybe not benefits, pros and cons of everything. Well, yeah, the the only thing would be what we just are discovered was with the Facebook real system. They used to pay creators up to thirty five thousand a month on it. But now they're like, we're not doing that anymore. We got the platform grown. Like to me, it's like they grew the platform enough. Right. To get people onto reels because like I'll have friends who don't do TikTok. Yep. They're mm-hmm. not really like they just do Facebook yeah. and they watch the reels on there and they send me like Facebook reels. I'm like, what are you doing? And it's like, a why are you on from Facebook? Like six yeah. Away. yeah. I'm like, I saw, dude, I sent this <laughs> yeah, to you this on was TikTok. was trending yeah. three months ago. And, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, but like apparently the issue was was that more people were spending time on the real side of Facebook yeah. and not on the main feed, which uh, they were losing a lot of money in advertising, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Mm. So they are not paying people to. So I'm like, yeah. that could be good or bad, you know, for well, them. That's not for us because the bonus program yeah. was helping us. And see, yeah. like that's what's super unfortunate, and like with the TikTok thing that's happening, like it's just we don't own these platforms. Like mm-hmm. it's rented space. Right. Like Facebook and Instagram could literally shut down tomorrow. Like I don't know if you guys remember, it was like twenty twenty one maybe and Instagram didn't work for like right. twenty four hours. People were freaking out. Like that's a real <laughs> thing. Like you know, you could wake up tomorrow and Instagram just decides your account gets deleted for yeah. mm-hmm. one violation that you got six months ago. Mm. So it's just kind of bringing it back to like the private communities like if you can Mm. bring people into that mighty network or into your private facebook group which again you don't Mm. necessarily own that but an email list like a phone number contact like anything where you have their information and it's not Mm. relied on a social media platform because they can be taken away right um and like pinterest is something else like they recently had like oh anybody i might be getting this wrong don't quote me on this but it was like basically anybody could start posting and make money Mm. which you don't really see platforms do they want you to have a certain amount of followers you have to average a certain amount of views and then you get like a penny for every hundred thousand views (laughs) that you get yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like just no and then pinterest um pinterest changed that setup and that structure Mm. so same thing with like the reels bonuses being taken away like that payment I just always encourage people not to rely directly on being paid through the platform. Right. Like if mm-hmm. you can monetize in other ways, mm-hmm. if you can make a five ninety nine ebook that people can download to start training their dog, like you're better off monetizing through that yeah. than relying on that five ninety nine you'd get for five hundred thousand views yeah. on yeah. something. Because it also puts a lot of pressure on you like creating the content because mm-hmm. you're not you're no longer thinking about like what do I want to make you have to get into the mindset mm. of what does Facebook want me to make mm. and that's just like kind of takes away from the personal side yeah. of creating that content that's true it becomes a little bit more like robotic moving on to uh, Instagram what's the pros and cons here so Instagram to me is the one platform that as much as people want to say they hate it I personally don't I love Instagram it's definitely the most nurturing of all of the platforms. Like the, even just like the DM setup, like communicating with people. Like on TikTok, you both have to be following each other in order to send a message. Oh, really? Um, yeah, if you have that mm. setting turned on, which most people do, um, or you can message them, but they won't see it unless they follow you back. Mm. Um, but even like the setup of like TikTok itself is brilliant but it's still a little messy yeah so like instagram dms like yes they glitch like instagram has its pros and cons but it's the most community forward platform in my opinion Mm. um like you will build a community on tiktok but not in the same way that you'll build on instagram um so instagram itself just has the most tools available to business owners like Mm. your story that doesn't need to be a perfectly curated post and right. a fully written out script that can be you just picking up your phone and talking. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of other platforms don't utilize features like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, the definitely, definitely a lot of pros and cons. I think one of the biggest cons right now is unfortunately it's a mix between Instagram just kind of changing and also just people having the expectation. Instagram to me is not the reach platform you don't go on instagram to find a million new followers you go on instagram to nurture the people that already Mm. follow you and Mm -hmm. if somebody finds you on instagram that's 
kind of just a bonus. Mm. Whereas TikTok, I don't want to say has more guaranteed reach, Mm -hmm. but on Instagram, for the most part, when you post something, that's basically going to the screens of people who already follow you. Mm. Unless you get on the explore page and somebody stumbles across it or somebody shares your post and it gets in front of a new person. Mm. TikTok, when you post semi goes to people who already follow you, but for the most part just goes to the for you page where it's pushed Mm. out to whoever thousands of random people. Yeah. So to me, Instagram, when you start focusing it on more of I'm here to take care of the people who are already here Mm -hmm. rather than I'm here to find a million new people. Yeah. It becomes more beneficial when you start using it in that way. Obviously you still want to use it for reach and people will find you off of there. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to Instagram, I just don't think that's, the most beneficial way it can be used right. is people wanting like the viral posts and a million views. Um, what about like reels versus like a picture with a long caption versus like a Canva, you know, where it's like multiple slides, mm-hmm. mo- like, you know, swi- keep swiping to get the more information, like yeah. what works best or like what, what, what should uh, someone be thinking about as far as the content strategy for Instagram? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So a lot of the, things that you'll see where it's like, oh, use the long caption in your videos, wait until the end and then say, read the caption for more, put the super long text over a short audio so it just keeps playing. All of those things are great because Instagram, their goal is to keep you on their platform as long as possible. So when you're doing all of these things that are keeping people on the platform, that's great. Mm -hmm. And you probably will catch a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it shouldn't be your goal. It shouldn't be your goal to also keep people on Instagram as long as possible. Mm. Your goal is kind of to get people to your website, to your link in your bio, to your Instagram story that they then click on a link and go to your blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those things are great for appeasing what Instagram wants, which is right. keeping people on the platform for a long time. And you might be rewarded for that. Like Instagram might be like, oh, well, this person watched this video 10 times. We're going to show it to 10 more people. Mm. But what it really comes down to is just what the content is, like what the messaging is. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the like swipe the carousel posts where mm-hmm. it's swipe to the end for my favorite tip. Mm. That, again, is just a hack to keep people on the platform for longer. Mm. And that's great if your goal is to just appease Instagram. Mm. But your goal should be at the end of the day wanting to convert people whether that's to a follower or even just like wanting to be around purchasing from you yeah whatever that means you want to convert them to something than more than just a user on instagram yeah so all of those practices aren't bad right they're just not necessarily a complete strategy Mm. on its own Mm -hmm. because it really does come down to what your content's actually about yeah and i guess that depends on like what the business is too right yeah like they're going to have a different strategy based on what they're trying to, what they're trying to do. Yeah. And one of the things I told him was, uh, our focus is like education Mm -hmm. for like dog stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. educating on dog behavior, educating on dog training. And I, I, my, my belief is that if we're like honest about everything and we provide as much education as possible, then the uh, leads will come in. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best strategy, you know, but it has worked for us. Yeah. I mean, In my opinion, there's no amount of information that you can post Mm -hmm. that's giving away too much. Right. 
at the end of the day, you could show what you do with a dog from day one to day 30 Mm -hmm. and post every single little thing. But at the end of the day, there's going to be somebody that's like, that's too much for me. I'll just pay you to do it. Right. Meanwhile, you're giving them everything that they could do Mm -hmm. on their own. But there's also going to be people who do implement those things on their own. And that's kind of just nurturing that community, whether they're going to purchase from you or not. Right. Um, In my my book, that's still a win, though, because we're helping the dog. Exactly. And And, the people. Well, and that is kind of what it comes down to. Like a Mm. lot of people are like, oh, I need 10,000 followers. I need Mm. a million views, blah, blah, blah. But when you have that core value of like, we just want to help these dogs, Mm -hmm. that's like going to make you stand out in your content because you're not like... I have this secret trick Mm. that I'll only teach you inside of my course that you have to purchase. Like, because there isn't any one secret that you could keep to sell, you know, (laughs) like what you sell is your service and that's you guys physically doing that for somebody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a prime example. I probably knew what I should do, but knew that I didn't have the ability to implement a lot of it. So called you and was like, now you're a founding member. (laughs) Yeah. You're good to go. (laughs) Jackson practices every day on his strategies. (laughs) We're good to go. So IG is going to change based on the business. It's, you know, you're going to use yeah. all of the strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the link in the bio thing, mm-hmm. you know, we have that one link in uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. How should people leverage that? I know we use like a link tree. I yeah. think you use a link tree. Yep. There's like another program that people use where you'll open it and it like has all their posts, but then you click on it and then it takes you to that link. Right. So what strategy is like best in your opinion? So in my opinion, one of the best things that you can do is use something like that links page Mm -hmm. because you are going to lose somebody's attention if they have to click more than like three or four times. Mm. So if you, and it comes down to how structured you are in your business. So Mm -hmm. like I have three main things that I am constantly talking about it's either the guides the podcast or my templates Mm -hmm. or the content I guess I technically have more but like when you click on that link they are all listed right there because you know what you're coming there for because of what you saw in a piece of content the way that a lot of people will talk about them say (laughs) we're out here in the woods you got a buddy on you (laughs) little caterpillar that's okay they've never hurt anybody Um, like a lot of people will say, like, if you have no knowledge of a business and you land on somebody's link tree and Mm. the only options are these five things you've never heard about, Mm. that's obviously not super beneficial. You would rather them land on your full website where they can get the full experience. Mm. The way that I see it is on social media specifically, 99% of people are probably coming to that link from a piece of content that they saw. Mm. So if you can simplify it and just put that right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So Linktree is awesome. I just switched over to using, um, it's called Stan. Mm. Um, and it's like a Linktree, but you can actually have things like listed right through there. So like oh. when somebody clicks on that link, it brings them right to a page where they can check out. Oh. Um, and a lot of my other stuff is hosted through my website cause it's older and grandfathered into there and I'm not <laughs> spending the time moving it around, but yeah, there's pros and cons to both of it definitely the way that i see it is more often than not people are going to that link because of a piece of content that they saw Mm -hmm. therefore if you can give them those like core things that they would be looking for right listed out Mm -hmm. they're more likely to advance to that next phase of clicking on that button yeah whereas if you just send somebody to your home home page And they're like, well, now how do I get to this, you know, podcast she was talking about? Mm. They're going up to the menu and like, oh, is it under the extras or is it under blog? Like, what's it under? And like, Mm. once they have to search 
for a little bit for Tension it. Attention span's gone. Exactly. They're getting lost. Right. Yeah. So I understand the argument that people have that it might not be the most beneficial for somebody who's just learning about you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I would probably recommend just sharing your regular homepage as long as your website's like fully optimized and has a good like customer journey through it. Yeah. But more often than not, I think you're better off using that like condensed link page. And like I even used to just have a regular page on my website. Mm-hmm. So it was still pagemediaco.com slash links. Okay. Um, so even if you don't want to pay like the $4 for Linktree or yeah. the 30 for Stan or whatever, yeah. you can build that like natively right into your uh, own I see what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. just one of your pages. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like in that links page, like I have homepage, like if they click homepage, it goes to the homepage of my website. Mm. So it's just about like the connecting what people are seeing in your audience to that link to then what they're clicking. Yeah. So I like link pages. Are you checking your, uh, you or your clients like Instagram insights? What are like the key things you're looking at if you're checking those? Um, so I check them throughout like every, at least once a week I'm going in there just like see what's going on. Mm -hmm. But on the first of every month I go in and do like a full, report Mm. of you know this is how many people we reached um some of the main things that i'm looking for on there are how many webs website taps you're getting um because there's like a part of your analytics on instagram Mm -hmm. that like a lot like if you just keep scrolling down like there's so much information like just Mm -hmm. click around in there but i believe it's under your audience like when you get into that first main page of your analytics you can click on audience engagement or followers and i believe it's under audience and if you go down it'll tell you like this is how many people clicked your call button Mm. this is how many people clicked your website button so Mm. website taps are something that i'm always looking for just because that's telling me that somebody was ready to take the next step Mm -hmm. whether they actually did and committed to it right is kind of another story but at least we can show that amount of people are clicking to the link at least right right um so i look at that i definitely look at the ratio of the amount of people that you reached throughout that month based on the amount of followers that you gained Mm. and i'm really not somebody like i really don't the number of followers mean literally nothing. Mm. Um, the only thing it means on Instagram is you can add the swipe up feature. Oh yeah. You can apply. Well, anybody can pay for verification now, but like yeah. it's, yeah, it's just, there's no one number that's mm. going to change anything. But the reason that I look at that ratio of how many people did we reach that converted into followers is because your goal with your content again is to convert somebody, whether that's just following your page or going right. to your website. Right. So if I can see how many people we reached and how many we were successful at keeping around, mm-hmm. that's kind of a ratio that I look at. Yeah. Um, those are pretty much the two main ones. Like I'll yeah. look at how many followers we gained, of course, but it's... Do you care about like people saving the posts at all? So yes, there's... I don't want to say pros and cons, but... The reason that everybody will say like, oh, your goal is to get people to save your content or Mm. to share it is because Instagram doesn't necessarily care about those interactions more. Oh, okay. But it more so signals to Instagram that this person might come back later. Mm. Like this person is saving this post for a reason, which you as a content creator, that should be one of your goals anyway. Is like Mm -hmm. you want people, especially you posting like the educational content, like Mm -hmm. people are saving that because they want to come back to it. Or Mm -hmm. like maybe they're getting a dog in the next six months and they're saving it for then. Like Mm. anything that signals to Instagram that they're probably going to come back for more. But like at the end of the day, it doesn't 
convince Instagram to push your content to more people. Okay. It's more so for your own, like, okay, I did something in this that made people want to come back. Right. The right. sharing is the same thing where it's not necessarily Instagram being like, we love when people share your posts. Mm. It's that's just getting your content in front of new people. Yeah. Like if somebody's sending that to somebody or if they're posting it on their story, like that's mm-hmm. just getting more eyes on it. So Instagram does like those things. Yeah. But Instagram likes anything that will keep people on their platform for longer. Mm. Which is like if they're saving it. Yeah. They're coming back later to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Signaling to Instagram that they'll be back. So yeah. a lot of the things that you'll hear and I like try to say this a lot is like vet the people that you're learning from mm. because so many people will be like, Well I had a call with Instagram and they said put your three hashtags instead of 30 and it's like those people literally just made that up Mm. and then it just trickles like wildfire Mm. so like a lot of like the little (laughs) like hacks and tips like yes they're good but there's nothing that you can do to like trick instagram into showing your content to more people right which is like unfortunate it would be cool if there was and (laughs) if there was a way to do that there'd be a lot more people who go viral every single time or Mm -hmm. have a million likes on every post gain a thousand followers a day right Normally when that's happening, it's because people are connecting with who that person is, mm-hmm. not necessarily their content. Yeah. Because like there's a lot of creators that I follow that like they could post anything. I just like them. Yeah. I like who they yeah. are, I like their personality, I like their outlook on life. And that's what's keeping me around. Not that this person is you know planning their wedding and showing all of their wedding planning and then they switch over to well we just got a new dog so that's my whole personality Mm. now like i will follow that person through all of their eras like to call them yeah um which is like kind of what happened with me like when i first started my instagram page it was solely social media like i posted Mm. nothing else Mm. and then i kind of transitioned into more like showing tools that i'm using like to support social media or like showing more of my personal life and it's kind of just turned into yeah more of that but yeah your goal yeah. should be for people to like you yeah not just the content that right. you're posting no you like you trust you exactly going back to that yes i'm glad you brought up hashtags like what is the uh what's the secret on that do you post them in the caption do you post them in the comments so not this past summer but the summer before instagram did say for themselves that your hashtags will perform better in the caption oh They had also said that there was kind of like a seven to 10, like if you can stick between seven to 10, but you're allowed up to 30. So don't blow it up. Exactly. Reasonable. Another huge thing that they have come out and said is people are like, don't reuse the same groups of hashtags because Mm. Instagram will think you're just like spamming it. Instagram has come out and said, you can literally copy and paste the same hashtags in every post and we don't care. Okay. Um, So when it comes to hashtags, they're definitely something that you need to be putting effort into like it's not as simple as just like hashtag dog training hashtag charleston (laughs) like you do have to get like a little bit more into it but in my opinion a a post will go viral whether it's supposed to go viral or not and it doesn't really have anything to do with spending hours and hours on hashtag research especially Mm. if you're somebody doing it yourself you're making the content you're editing it you're posting it yeah there it's not that they're not important but there's way more other important things that you could be spending a lot of time doing Mm. so i personally put them in the caption just because that seems to be what instagram has said in the past that they like um i use a mix of sometimes it's three sometimes it's 10 sometimes it's 30 and just kind of gauging it from there because you can go into each post and see Mm. how many people came to it from a specific hashtag it won't won't tell you which hashtag which is really frustrating Mm. it'll just say 
you know, a hundred people hashtags. came from hashtags. I got you. So I kind of just gauge it that way, but I've never, from my own experience, I've never noticed, you know, oh, I only used three and I got this many people or yeah. I've used 10 and got this many people because it also has a lot to do with what the content's about. Mm. So it all just kind of has these different factors that play into it. Yeah. And I yeah. say it all the time, like there's not one best practice mm. for social media at all. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you try to just like replicate what somebody else is doing. Right and you think that they're getting success because that's the content they're making when really it's all about them and yeah. they're connecting with their audience. So there's just not one thing that's better to do than the other. But yeah. I say, put your hashtags in the caption. <laughs> that's my seven to stance. 10 magic number possibly. Yeah. yeah. What about adding like the location? You know how you can put like mm -hmm. your location in there. Does that really matter? Does it help? Does it hurt? So it does help um, because there are like the location tabs on instagram mm -hmm. so like if you type in a restaurant instead yeah. of clicking on their profile if you click over to the location tab you can see everybody that's posted a photo with that tagged location so okay. i think they're super beneficial um i don't think it really has anything to do with like showing it to more people it might have something to do with like the location mm. you know it might choose to push that post to a new follower based off mm. of that location i always put it just because like my in-person businesses, I always yeah. try to make sure it's on there because again, on TikTok, you could see that video on the For You page and be like, wow, this gym looks so cool. And you look it up and it's on the other side of the United States. <laughs> so I always try yeah. to put that location just so somebody very quickly can tell if an in-person service is relevant to them. I got you. I so got it you. doesn't yeah. hurt in my opinion yeah. to yeah. always put it on there. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instagram. Cool. Uh, any any uh, other major things about Instagram before we move on to TikTok next? I mean, I think we... Is the caption like, you know, if you it. make it like this crazy... Like, I know we talk a little bit about the long caption mm -hmm. versus the short caption. Does it just depend? Does, like, the caption help or hinder you? Yeah. So, Instagram, it's always been very search-based. But over the last, like, three months specifically, it's become way more search based. Mm. Um, and a lot of that is going to come from like keywords that you're using in your caption. So I, so people are going to explore, they're typing in something and then you might pop up in yes. one of those. Uh, and it used to be like, you had to use that hashtag to pop up, oh. but now Instagram is becoming a little bit more like keyword focused. Okay. Um, and you can see it like when you go to Instagram and just like, like if you search dog training, it used to auto put that into a hashtag. Mm. Now you can literally just search that term dog okay, training okay so your captions are going to be super valuable for getting those keywords and like for you know seo purposes and mm -hmm. kind of making sure that you're showing up in the right places and like something on videos specifically on instagram is like if you are adding your captions like words on the screen not in instagram one of the best things that you can do when you put that video into instagram is add instagram captions mm. but just make them like super small like pinch oh. them away until you physically can't see them but instagram's still picking up those words oh. so it's still going to classify your video based off of the words that are in that video because instagram can't necessarily okay. Read text that was added elsewhere. Right. So right. even if your captions are already added, mm -hmm. when you go to upload it, and you can do it, like, I don't know if you've, like, poked around in there, but, like, right in the stickers tab, you can just hit captions and right. they'll auto-populate. Right. And you literally just make it super tiny. and Tiny them. 
yep. move it off then the you screen can be a little. Good to go. Yeah. Like if you were using CapCut for your captions because mm-hmm. you liked it better. Yeah. Once you post it on Instagram, you're still going to allow the captions. You're just going to shrink them so they can't be visible. Yes. Move them off to the corner or something like that. Yes. And then that way Instagram's algorithms are still mm-hmm. picking up your, your terms. Yeah. Good hack. Good to go. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, like it's, it's a... It, I don't want to say like, you know, that's going to guarantee that it's going to go in the right, right place. Right. Cause but you can't necessarily, you. yeah. And that's not going to hurt you. I don't think. Exactly. And that's cause I do like the way that like CapCut's fonts look mm-hmm. better. Like Instagram mm-hmm. only gives you so many options and like you can only choose certain colors and like mm-hmm. certain formats with the background and like CapCut has the ability to do way more like formatting with them. So it looks better, but in order for Instagram to be able to read what you're talking about in your yeah. video, yeah, just adding the native ones. For the uh, small business owners out there, CapCut is a editor mm-hmm. that you can have on your phone. So you might want to check that out. But also I feel like Instagram probably wants you to be using Instagram to yes. edit your videos. Yes. That might help you. Would yes. that help your reach or anything like so that? So Instagram has said, do not post anything edited elsewhere. Oh, really? It has a lot to do with like the metadata that's attached mm-hmm. to it. So like what they really don't want you doing is like straight up downloading a TikTok with the watermark on it and yeah. posting it. They well, they'll, have, they'll cut that, won't they? Yes. They did at a certain point. They'll take they'll it. They'll just uh, destroy your post. They did for us for a yes. while. They were flagging us. Have they you were got? Me. Yeah. Have Facebook, you? YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok. They're pretty much you as need as you to upload. record yeah. your content like not on any app yeah you know Mm. it's gonna save you a lot of time yes and that's what all platforms want like other than like youtube where you're doing like full like hour-long videos but like yeah instagram specifically wants you to be using its own editors super unfortunately their editor sucks like it's literally so glitchy it's pretty bad it's horrible (laughs) it's the worst so just for my like mental stability i can't edit that Mm -hmm. but even just like in the last month instagram has started to roll out this feature where the timeline looks a little bit different when you're editing Mm. um and makes it a little bit easier and i've been using it for one of my clients just to Mm. kind of like test out yeah Yeah. what's happening and it's definitely getting better um but i think that's where kind of like tiktok will reign in Mm. that category like create i can make full videos inside of tiktok without leaving the app but instagram's Mm. a little Mm-hmm. Yeah. a little bit different yeah yeah i know we were posting we were taking our tiktoks yeah. putting them on instagram or facebook they would immediately flag it say yeah. do not post this here we're gonna kill your reach or whatever yeah they would, the guineas they would right here. yeah here come the guineas <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> even even not with youtube full videos but mm-hmm. youtube shorts yeah. they, they'll still punish you right. with your reach uh with any any um you know logos or watermarks anything like that like you right. said so and it's I understand. I mean, you yeah. don't walk into Target and see like a Walmart logo anywhere. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of ways you can get around that. Like SnapTick. Um, it's SnapTick.app. It's a website. You can also, I think there's an app for it that you can download, but I just mm. do it right through the website. You copy the link to your TikTok, oh. post They'll it in there. pull it all off there for you. And it takes the watermark off. Nice. Even from there, I'll put it into like an editor and export it again so that mm. the metadata isn't uh, coming from SnapTick because then uh, they can still tell like oh you downloaded this from somewhere mm. but at the end of the day like if you're just a one person show yeah. like doing your socials yeah. one of the best things you can be doing is repurposing your content just mm. take the watermark right, off first right absolutely yeah. absolutely now, even though every uh, platform probably has uh, which we'll talk about later 
like their own preferences as far as the content goes. Mm-hmm. If you're like a small business starting out or you're a one person show, you, you're looking for time, Yeah, you know, and you're probably going to be trying to double tap your content. Right. So I don't know if you could like make it in uh, CapCut, for example, mm-hmm. and then just download it and then upload it to each platform separately. Maybe do a little editing in that platform to kind of mm-hmm. beat the beat the algorithm. That's literally exactly what I teach people to do in one of my guides is if you are comfortable making content either inside of tiktok or inside of instagram yeah we're gonna have to pause for a second (laughs) we had to take a quick break because the uh, the guineas they came out the woods they're uh, hunting bugs around us now so you might hear some guinea chirping (laughs) and lex might be getting some guineas one day i'm gonna hook you up if you and your boyfriend want them we're gonna take some some chickens chickens. yeah there you go and if you guys uh, do that you gotta get some outdoor cats too kind of hang out with them keep have the pests friends. away yeah you have a bunch of friends out there you got the dog our you dogs got the cats. would love that yeah <laughs> <laughs> the cats specifically so we're wrapping up our discussion on uh, instagram and uh you know one of the things we were just discussing is like editing within the platform helps yeah. you so if you like take a if you're a single person operation like a mm-hmm. small business owner take your video from CapCut, upload it to instagram do a little th- editing yep. here or there then post it same thing with facebook same thing with tiktok mm-hmm. but it started in CapCut, for yeah. example just don't take a tiktok video then upload it to uh, instagram right. or facebook because they will they will punish you for mm-hmm. that the algorithm will right uh, but i think i like instagram like more than facebook yeah. you know what i'm saying and uh obviously i post in my stories and yeah. i don't do like a regular post that often i was trying to but being as busy as i am i'm like this is not a priority it's a lot but the story, I can just quickly, oh, here's my right. guineas or here's my lunch or whatever. And you that's know? what I do, too. Like, I yeah. post on my story probably every day, and it mm. doesn't even have anything to do with my business most right. of the time. Right. It's I'm on there showing the stray dogs that we're finding on our street, <laughs> like, little things like that. But it, yeah. that's why I think, like, Instagram will just always have that kind of one-up from other platforms is because they do have more of that community-based. And I will say, Instagram in my opinion, is a little bit more curated and a little mm. bit more like it needs to kind of be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing when mm. it comes to your actual feed content. Mm. But on your story, it doesn't matter. So you right. can literally just post whatever you want. Right. So, yeah, definitely beneficial to. I'll tell you who's that. really good at Instagram stories. I don't know if you follow him. If you don't, you should. Oh, God. But Juji Mufu. You know know. That? Oh, no. my God. Wait, why? What is he I turn I turned Ben on to him. <laughs> He's this big jack dude, bodybuilder type guy. You'd like him. But uh, he posts crazy shit. Oh, God. See, but, I love that, though. Yeah. And you wouldn't, would you know that from his regular content? No, nah, he doesn't really post the regular that much. Exactly. I mean, sometimes he posts some crazy shit, but the stories, he's like big on stories. Yeah. Like, his system for that is like dialed in. Yeah, I love you know? that. That's, I'm definitely going to check I'll, out. I'll, I'll share him with you. I was going to say, you're going to have to send But the other thing is, me. because I uh, know him, like him, trust him just from his Instagram, mm-hmm. I've bought like all of his books. He has a bunch yeah. of like little books about training you know, training program, Mm four-week training program, whatever. So I bought all those books. I bought Ben a couple of them. I bought his shirt. I bought his shorts, you know. So, like, that has led me to supporting him, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He wrote me a note one time. He's like, hey, thanks for buying all my books. So there you go. (laughs) There's a lot of business owners out there that wouldn't do that. So it's a little thing like that that will probably keep him at the top of your mind when you're 
looking for an answer to a question of yeah. something that you know he'll answer. Well, I tell people about him all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I, you know Juju Mufu? They're like, no. I'm like, what the fuck? That's you know? so funny. Yeah, I've never heard of him. I'll look into it for sure. Now, he also has made uh, smelling salts for power lifters. You know gotcha. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I have some. You want to sniff them before you leave? I, we should have done it before. <laughs> this episode would have been a little more loud. <laughs> but uh, those smelling salts are intense. You yeah, know? they're wild. But uh, all right, good to go. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Moving on to TikTok. Yeah. I know, I know you're a fan of TikTok. Yes. Give us the details. So TikTok is a hot topic right now Yeah. Um, for a lot of different reasons. It's, in my opinion, like I kind of said before, when you're posting to somewhere like Facebook or Instagram, it's kind of already in your head slash people that follow you know that they're going to see your content because they follow you. Mm-hmm. Whereas TikTok, 90% of the time is pushing your content to people that have never seen it before. Mm. It just has so many more opportunities for that increased reach. Right. Um, and like their creator program on there that pays people for their content from what I understand. I've never, I did have a client that was in it, mm. um, but we didn't post enough to, I think, have like good data on it. Right. Um, but from what I understand, that's one of the best paying of the platforms to be on there. So well, we're in it. I don't think it's I would a, actually disagree. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Based on. Being in the Facebook bonus program gotcha. and TikTok, TikTok pays pennies compared to what Facebook would pay. But Facebook's not like, paying but nothing. But they took it away. Not anymore. <laughs> right. anymore. So now it's back to TikTok. But like right. you, you legit have to do like millions of views to make like right. actual money. Right. Otherwise, it's like if you get like a thousand to two thousand views on like each video you post, if you post like a day, you'll probably earn like. 14 to 20 cents yeah like per per whatever this is it's like per view yeah but it's like you have to get like a thousand views at least to Mm -hmm. start making money which is why i don't encourage people to that shouldn't be your goal don't bank on it like oh i'm gonna get rich like once i hit the 10k which is one of the requirements you have to hit 10k followers and then like something uh one of the other guidelines uh to have like a certain amount of views in the last like 30 days or yeah something, something yeah. like that and well, then like and you- then once you get in the program they offer other things like mm-hmm. if you do live streams on tiktok yeah. you can earn like gifts, gifts and oh. money and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you know. can do like sponsorship deals like yeah. well brands will contact you and then mm-hmm. you have to like make they'll send you the scripts mm-hmm. about like how to do it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Um, we've gotten a couple from like some random like dog bed companies. We that have? Yeah, they, <laughs> like, they, they, they like don't, they don't fit our, right. they right. don't fit our content. Well, that's our thing. That's, that's our, our thing. We don't want to just like yeah. work with anybody. It's well, like, I it's only something you guys we'll for doing in, you know? that because there's so many people like, especially in my industry that want to like promote affiliate marketing and promote like all of these different like ways to make money online. But mm-hmm. what they're failing to talk about is like, it looks so weird when me as a social media manager, like I just got an email this morning about like a fruit washer <laughs> and I'm like, it's something I would actually use like in my everyday life, but it yeah. would look so weird and like out of place if right. I posted about that. Right. So I've only ever accepted like I think three at this point and Mm. they've all been for things that I genuinely use like every day in my real life. Like Mm. I will not accept the like random ones. I accepted the random one one time for like this really cool lamp, like for a desk and like, I I just don't feel right. Like you can kind of like see through it at some point where it's like, "Eh, you're just doing this to get paid. And it's like, I'll tell you the other thing I hate is like when podcasts, for example, start out and they have 10 minutes of like, oh, and this sponsor and that sponsor. I'm like, holy shit, come on. You know, I'll skip through all of that. Yeah. But they still get paid because you technically played it through. Mm, Really? 
Yeah. That's Unless they're like on the affiliate yeah. side of it. Like yeah, yeah, if yeah. they're doing the Oh, ones, I got what you're saying. I got if they're saying. just paid per yeah. play. Which would probably, or a commission, which is probably why yeah. they would accept every brand deal, which is why mm-hmm. they have 10, 10 freaking minutes of that. I just hate that. Right. Like, to me, it's the, like not the yeah. purpose You're of the. selling uh, out, kind right, of. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Anyway. Kind of goes back to that like unfortunate thing that like a, a lot of people that do stuff like this do it because they trying want to. to. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to make the money. Right. Yeah. So like when yeah. they get those things, it's kind of like, mm, like yeah. kind of cringy to accept it, but I should because yeah. it's going to allow me to keep doing this. Right. Which is why like I get them all the time through Spotify and it's for like. Mm. One of them was like a team meeting, like platform. Mm. I don't have a team. It's just me. <laughs> so like, it would be weird for me to like promote something like that. Cause yeah. I don't use that. Like right. that's why the only one that I do is the actual anchor mm. ad right. where it, cause that's what you actually use. Yes. Yeah. Like I genuinely it's brought value to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to use. Like literally I had no idea what I was doing when I started a podcast. Yeah. I literally yeah. recorded and hit publish and was like <laughs> i did it i guess like i didn't even tell anyone like just kind of started um but yeah like i will only do things that truly fit in like the only other one i've ever accepted is have you heard of rocket book when they first came out they were um notebooks that you could put in the microwave and it would what erase heck? what yeah the heat really? from it yeah it what was the sick heck? they were on shark tank what? so i started using them like because I just thought it was cool. Yeah. Then they came out with a newer version of it where you can literally just wipe it away. Mm. Like you can use like pens and like just wipe it away, like whatever the material of the paper is. Yeah. And I genuinely use that thing every single day. And I started making content about it Mm. organically. And they reached out to me and they were like, do you want us to send you a couple? Like, yeah. what are your rates for a couple of videos? And then I basically just sold them the licensing to the videos that I had made. Oh, nice. So, yeah, kind of fit That's for both cool. of us. Like, yeah. I didn't have to do anything extra. I was yeah. making it organically. And I think that was why that content, I don't want to say worked so well, because mm-hmm. I don't know what the percentage is of people that bought a rocket book because of me. But, yeah. like, it fit because I was just organically talking about right. it. Right. It was something that you found value in. Yes. You wanted to share it. Like there was no script involved. Right. There was nothing that they told me I had to do in that content. Yeah. I think that's the way it should be done. Yeah. You know, it's the most valuable when it well, not even valuable. It's yeah. Again, organic. Like it doesn't look like you're just doing anything for money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to TikTok, So the, uh, the TikTok does have the, the bonus program, which yeah. Facebook and Instagram don't have anymore. I think YouTube is probably the king of that. If I was to say like paying their content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so like what is the benefit to a small business of TikTok? So TikTok is going to be, so kind of going back to that like pyramid of the different like phases that people can be in when they learn about your business. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the most beneficial for that awareness phase. It's Mm. the most beneficial to getting people who are finding out about your business for the first time. Um, Because TikTok, it's not necessarily location-based. Like, I could be watching a small business owner in California package their orders. And if they're just, like, an in-person store, that's not necessarily relevant to me because I'm not in California to go shop at that store. Right. But it at least gets the vision out there it gets Mm. this brand out there it gets them awareness and not that having a lot of followers is like a make or break or anything but Mm -hmm. you can start to look a little more like reputable when they start to build up if you did it organically i know a lot of people will buy them just Mm. to you can buy them on tiktok that's not advised though right it's not no, good. No, yeah. no, no, don't ever. Literally, anybody listening, do not ever purchase a follower. <laughs> do not buy engagement. And it sucks because, like, we've kind of 
as a society just been like oh they have more followers they must be it builds reputation for you it makes you seem like you know what you're talking about right and it's kind of like with the meta verified right now like Mm. anybody can pay for that blue check mark right now Mm. so it kind of takes the value of it away right like why is somebody who doesn't have people making fake accounts of them yeah who's just kind of like this personal brand posting their content like right they want to be verified because it quote-unquote looks cool Mm. when really anybody could pay 14.99 a month right. now like it kind of takes the <laughs> notoriety away from it i hate it yeah. i hate that you can pay for it now yeah. it's well is tiktok like like a educational thing or is it should be more of like an entertainment okay. type of content yeah so i think it's definitely both um i like to kind of look at different platforms of like people know why they go to different platforms like Usually people are opening YouTube because they're typing in a specific question. Right. Usually people go to TikTok and it's kind of changing now where more people I think are using TikTok like Google. Mm. Like I go to TikTok for a lot of things that I go to like after Google, like before Google. Um, I'm a visual person. Yeah. Like I like to like see things being done. So if I'm like like, the short form. I love the short form. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. What's the limit on the videos? On TikTok, it's like 10 minutes, They isn't it? just oh, okay, increased okay. to 10 minutes, which I think will kind of start to... They, I think they're trying to compete with YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can have as long as you want on YouTube, but mm-hmm. I don't think TikTok will ever fully replace YouTube because, right. again, YouTube, you know why you go to that platform. Right. Like, you right. are going there. You're not opening YouTube and being like, oh, let me see what I can learn today. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you are. Yeah. For the most part, though, you're opening YouTube because you know there's a question that you want answered. You know, YouTube's great for watching when you're in the shower or taking a bath. You know what I'm saying? If you're into that. <laughs> I have. That's why I listen to so many podcasts. Like, I just have podcasts oh, yeah. going, like, in the background, like, yeah. all day. Just if I didn't hear something, I'll, like, rewind it a couple minutes and, mm-hmm. like, really hear what they were saying but yeah yeah, youtube is definitely i think always going to be its own thing but tiktok did just introduce the 10 minute feature and tiktok recently not so much recently now but like they had tiktok stories like Mm -hmm. tried to compete with instagram did they cut that or is it still there i think it might still be there i don't personally use it and i don't really know it's definitely still there but i don't really think anybody so tiktok's more of like the real type video where it's yeah well it's like a quick video getting information out mm-hmm. there you but know how we, go ahead i was just gonna say it's funny because like when tiktok first started the limit was 30 seconds like it was mm. between 15 to 30 seconds and now that it's going up to 10 like i do find myself spending more time like watching a three to five minute video mm. that i don't think i would do on instagram yeah um yeah. so tiktok i think it's the best for both educational and entertainment like those two things and if you can combine those two things you've kind of like hit Mm. the sweet spot which okay. i think you guys do both mm. perfectly like yeah. you do the educational and the entertainment side of things we got the music video yeah i mean you're <laughs> getting I think, record labels out here yeah, i think you hit the the nail on the head about the search optimization with mm. tiktok because they also do something now with the platform if you like a video you see that might be under a minute or it might be longer mm-hmm. if you go in the comments section at the very top of the comments, oh, yeah. they have the keyword already typed in for you, yep. really? all, and it's highlighted. So let's say dog training, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you use those hashtags or whatever. The dog training shows up, and you click on dog training. It shows you all the videos yep. with the dog training hashtag. Or really? And that feature's kind of gotten crazy because, crazy. like, it'll it'll also take what people are asking in the yeah comments and then it'll highlight them yeah. yeah so it'll be like that person in the video may not have ever said this like okay mm-hmm. i watched this like true crime one the other night <laughs> and this person goes on to like 
tell this whole story mm. of like this true crime and then in the comments was like the name of the girl and then like trial mm-hmm. so like people were already looking for that next right. phase of like mm-hmm. okay well what happened next yeah. and because of that tiktok was like oh well we'll just make it easy for people to find mm-hmm. so it like mm-hmm. automatically links at the top which is actually one of the most interesting it's one of the best things that you can see on your content because it shows that TikTok understands what your content is and it's yeah. categorizing it. Yeah. So it's, it's it's really good for context too, I think. Yes. So if you get a clip of something, like let's say you follow someone or you're on your For You page and you see a video about like the Alex Murdoch trial, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Or like you get a, you're watching a video that's like Super about something specific. specific and you're like, what's going on? It'll say Alex Murdoch trial. You click on it. Now you can go through the library yeah. of videos, catch up on everything, yep. mm. which you're probably spending 30 minutes in the search Scrolling optimization. Through. Staying extend, on the platform. You're extending your it, time yes. on the platform. You it's know? Every well, how do you get into goal. the, how do you get into the video? I guess TikTok has to cla- categorize yeah, your video. Yeah, TikTok does all of that. It does it for you. Yeah. So you have to make sure you're building your content for that yes. niche and then you're yep. tagging it correctly. Yep. And then TikTok will push you to that mm-hmm. category between, is what you're saying. Yeah, between the words that you're actually saying, mm-hmm. text on the screen, your caption and your hashtags, all of those things are putting it in front of the right people. Mm-hmm. And then from there kind of figuring out it's like kind of scary like they're Mm. figuring out what people's next search is going to be yeah like they just take that it's actually like terrifying have you guys i literally was just gonna say have you gotten into all of that well no we're not i'm not on chat gpt or anything i've I've watched stuff about it but it's crazy i know you did some stuff with it right yeah it's pretty crazy there's people that are like Here's a thousand dollars. Make me ten thousand dollars. Oh, I saw. I, I did see out. some dude on Instagram. I read his mm-hmm. story about that. Well, it was funny. I was just looking it. at somebody last night, and it's like I found, it's like a brand new account. Well, not new, but he like posted a video, and he was like, "For the next thirty days, I'm gonna post everything that ChatGPT tells me to post." Mm. And like going through all of his posts, they're like fifty views, like four views, two likes. And I'm like, so it's not giving you good content, right? Like right. there's good and bad ways to use mm. ChatGPT specifically. Yeah for like inspiration or like a prompt to yeah. like get you started on something but it's to me never supposed to be like copy and pasted mm. um, because it's also pulling that information from other sources right. therefore well you might interesting get... story about chat gpt real quick oh, not to get off too far on the sidebar but mm. uh got a buddy on me but uh joe rogan just did a recent podcast with peter atia mm-hmm. who's a longevity expert that i pay attention to and uh, they were talking about Chat GPT, and Peter Atia is into like uh, Formula One racing. Okay. So he was trying to test Ch- Chat GPT. He asked Chat B- GPT about this one Formula One race that he knew all the details on. Yeah. But he asked Chat GPT what was special about this race, and Chat GPT basically made up this crazy story that yeah. was not true. Isn't that crazy? And he was like, "If I didn't know, I would have believed what Chat GPT said, mm-hmm. but it just made up this story, hundred yeah. percent inaccurate." So how many times is it doing that to other exactly. people too? You know? And like if you, I've done it where I'll be like, okay, write a blog post about this, like use a unique point of view, like make it sway this person to thinking mm. this. And when you put it through a plagiarism detector, like Grammarly has an extension oh. that you can download. It says plagiarized. <laughs> like it straight up says this is copy and pasted from somewhere because oh, that's, it's pulling its information from different websites. Yeah, yeah. You can put it through like a word rephraser and mm. then technically it's not. But right, right. that's why I just hate when people like there's so many people in my industry who are like Using chat GPT crazy. and then copy and paste and make all of these Canva graphics. And right. it's like, OK, but like go look at somebody doing that because mm. yeah. their engagement is shit. And 
Well, I've seen like a social uh, media person on Instagram say, you know, use ChatGPT, have it, have it give you a hundred motivational quotes and then have it create the Canva for you. And it showed this automated way of doing it and said, post one every day. You're good to go. I'm like, that makes no sense. You know, I, the amount of people that send that to me and they're yeah. like, isn't this so cool? <laughs> and I'm like, literally go look at anybody's profile who is posting that type of content. I yeah. guarantee they get five likes they get no reach because it's not i always say low effort mm. equals low engagement mm. if you're just copy and pasting this motivational quote putting it in a canva template which if that's the extent of your ability to create content there's nothing wrong with that because it's genuinely coming from you mm. yeah. but if you're looking at this as just a way to like oh i get to take my hands off and step away mm-hmm. again social is in the word social right. media like you want to be giving your unique opinion on things it's not always about the copy and paste which is why i always promote it in a way of it assists you not Mm. takes your job yeah like it's there to help you like if you maybe have writer's block and don't know how to start a caption yeah put a prompt in there yeah and ask but then put it in your own words well i like how you said low effort equals low uh what'd you say low effort engagement low engagement Mm -hmm. like that's to me the same thing with like selecting a uh, a cheaper version of something, yeah. But expecting a high quality, it's like you're you know quality oh, like over that. quantity. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it so, is quality over quantity for sure. Right. Yeah. And so that's why a social media manager, if you're trying to hire one, you don't want to go with someone that's charging you you know super cheap rates. You want to charge someone that's charging you fair rates mm-hmm. or quality rates same because, thing with the dog trainer any service right you know what because what it comes down to that is like if and i know plenty of people who do this they are just start, i mean i did it when i first started because i didn't right. know how to price something like mm. that yeah and even like with what i do there is no and what you do there is no meet like average right price for that like yes there might be like a market average but at mm-hmm. the end of the day you could have told me your service was ten thousand dollars and i still would have been like yeah take my dog home (laughs) like please because I just liked you yeah and like your business so it's all about that too but yeah I definitely always say like the if you're looking at content is how can I put the least amount of effort into this Mm -hmm. you're gonna get the least amount in return right and that doesn't mean you have to be filming an eight hour long music video for every post that you're making but (laughs) even just taking the 30 minutes to like sit down and be like okay this is my opinion on this topic Mm -hmm here are my bullet points. I'm just going to record myself saying it. That's going to be better than that random motivational quote Canva graphic. Right. Because it's just not, it's not benefiting anybody. Right. Because a lot of people will listen to the gurus and the marketing experts that are like, you have to be posting seven days a week. Mm. And that's when it comes down to the quantity mm. over quality. I see what you're saying. When really you don't need to be posting every yeah. day, ever, yeah. like in any yeah situation it's helpful if you do but if you're Mm -hmm. sacrificing your quality for that right again as a small business owner as a one person gig it's time you Mm -hmm. know how is your time going to be uh time managed properly Mm -hmm. to be as efficient as possible because if you're spending all your time creating and posting content you're not spending time on your actual service or what you do you know you could screw yourself in the end you know something like that but jumping back to tiktok Mm -hmm. you know like we talked about it being primarily used for awareness. We talked about it being yeah. like Google. People are searching on it, mixing education with engagement. You know, any other key topics about, tick, you know, putting your keywords, setting up your uh, uh, your caption properly mm-hmm. so that TikTok can start pushing you to other people. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's all 
it's kind of the same concept across all of the platforms. The Mm. more information you can give this platform about your content, the Mm. better chances you have of it going to the right place or going to where it thinks that you want your content to go. Um, So same thing. And like, I feel like I started saying this, but then stopped. Like when I'm teaching people how to just start getting content up and I focus primarily on short form video, like I don't want to say it's the only correct content that you should be posting, but it's usually the biggest hurdle for people to get over, but it has the most return, which is why I'm so like, we're using short form video. Right. Um, Well, that's where the attention span is today. Exactly. And like you can get so much more information in that 30 second video than Mm -hmm. you'd be able to get in just a graphic. Right. So the reason that I say like, if you're comfortable making content on TikTok, if you're comfortable making content on reels, you are better off making it in that external editor, Mm. bringing that blank copy into TikTok, adding the text in there, adding the hashtags in there, putting all of your keywords. Yeah, that's Muffin. Hey, Muffin. We got Muffin the chicken hanging out. Lex is getting chickens one day. We're gonna okay. we're gonna be your chicken supplier, I know, I can't your chicken wait. dealer. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and tell Ethan I found us some chicken. He's gonna be thrilled. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like best practices on TikTok, but really it goes for like any short form content. Like mm. you always want the first few seconds to be attention grabbing, mm. whatever that means for you. If you have any sort of like motion in your video, like somebody sitting down and just pulling their phone out to record. Mm-hmm. Usually they have the best messages because Mm. they're the people that are like, I don't care what this looks like. I just need to get this message out there. Mm. But somebody who starts a video being like, I'm absolutely going to blow your mind with what I'm about to tell you in this video. That person's going to get more views than somebody pulling their phone out and being like, hi, guys. Mm. Like, it's just about capturing that attention and letting people know, you know, you are talking to them. Yeah. And like kind of calling out your target audience. Like I'll do a lot of the time like in hooks like if you are a small business owner who wants Mm. to post consistently on social media this video is for you oh yeah so any sort of like they're called hooks like kind of drawing people in yeah um anything that you can do to make that part stronger and there's a lot of ways you can do that all right so uh we had to take another quick break (laughs) because the guineas came upon us but uh you know so tiktok we're talking about tiktok we're talking about tiktok content And, uh, you know, how small businesses can use it for awareness. They can Mm -hmm. use it like Google uh, to to be searched. They can use it for education and uh, entertainment, you know what I'm saying? But uh, putting it all together, you were talking about setting the hook. Yeah. And one of the things I heard you talk about on one of your recent podcasts is, you know, how people start videos are like, hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. You're like, don't do that. Talk it's to you specifically. It's my favorite thing to listener. tell people not to do. Like, stop starting your video with, hey, guys. Yeah. So the reason that I say that is because when somebody, like somebody right now listening to this podcast doesn't have it on a loudspeaker with 30 of their friends around, or maybe right. they do. And if you do, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. like, for the most part, that person has headphones in. They're by themselves they want to feel like you are talking to them. It's the same thing with your content. Like Mm. if you're starting a video with first of all, the like three second pause before you start saying anything. And then, Hey guys, (laughs) like somebody's already gone. They've already scrolled past that. I mean, three seconds is like, that's what, that's what the, the social media platforms will literally rate you like three seconds. What do they call it? Three seconds. uh, Their attention. Right. Retention. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you can keep somebody past, that three second mark, they're more likely to take an action right. on that video. But yeah, I say it all the time because first of all, you, a lot of people need to treat TikTok like it's FaceTime. Like they need mm. to get on there and speak like they are speaking to a friend through their phone. Mm. When you start getting 
on TikTok or anywhere and start making videos where you are treating your audience like an audience. You're making people feel like you're just another number. Mm. And like in your content, if you can be like, you are doing this, you and I will do this together. Mm -hmm. You might be making this mistake rather than, hey guys, today we're going to talk about Mm. so-and-so. Like it's just so much more personal and that's kind of what you want to aim for. So yes, don't start your video with hey guys if it's it's a really big habit to get out of i still do it sometimes mm. but it's gonna feel and sound so awkward at first but just go right into whatever you need to talk about like no intro you right. don't need to introduce yourself at all if right. somebody wants to learn who you are they'll go to your profile and you should have a pinned post on there explaining who you are so oh. it's always available to people on tiktok instagram pin it i recommend yeah like, like that. anywhere that you can okay. keep that readily available for people yeah but like every video doesn't need to be, hi, I'm Chad. I own Canine Revolution. I'm a dog mm. trainer. Like they can kind of gather that, yeah. you know, yeah. or like if they <laughs> need to know that thing, go somewhere else. But like if yeah. you're starting your video with, hey guys, today I'm going to show you one of my favorite ways to train a dog to do this. Mm. Instead, start it with like, today we're teaching this dog how to do this. Mm. So much more like attention grabbing. Right. Just taking out those two little words. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, happy Monday. Yeah. Happy Monday, everybody. Like, <laughs> it's great. But like, we all know it's Monday. Right. Like, you don't have to reiterate it. So, right. yeah, it's definitely about those first few seconds yeah. for sure. That makes total sense. And I think uh, just building a habit of getting out of saying, hey, guys, hey, everybody, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll help you, uh, you know, connect more to your community or your audience if you're a right. creator or a small business owner or something. Mm-hmm. And then they relate more to you. And then they yep. know you like you trust you. And then... It all comes back to that trust. Right, right. (laughs) Go from there. So any other uh, takeaways for TikTok before we proceed on to uh, YouTube? Um, I could talk about TikTok forever, but... Well, real quick, the TikTok ban. TikTok ban. Let's hear your rant. Okay. Ready, go. Ready, go. Okay. (laughs) People need to care about this because it's not just about TikTok. I won't get too into that part of it, but basically... TikTok, want, they want to take it away because supposedly they're data mining. Supposedly they're keeping all of our data and the Chinese government has access to it whenever they want, which, mm. like I said before, the average person, I don't think really needs to be concerned about that. I don't think the Chinese government is pulling up TikTok and being like, what can we learn about Chad and Charleston? Right. You're not. They're doing that anyway. They are. And so are American companies. Right. Um, if you want to know more about it, I highly recommend you read the bill. It's S-686. You can find it right on congress.gov. Like, read through it because it's it's scary. And to me, TikTok, we're never as a society ever going to be the same after this. Like, creator economy and just having access to an uncensored platform like that, we are never going to go back from that. And obviously, I feel like this sounds like a little conspiracy theorist, but like I think that's kind of the main scare here. Like if you search certain news topics in TikTok, you will get a very different result than if you type it in on Google. Mm. On TikTok, you're going to get the people who are on the ground, like firsthand recording oh. the train derailments. But when you go to Google, you're only going to hear about like the one or two that have happened in the last week. Right. Go to TikTok and you see 50 videos of people witnessing them Mm. all around so it's just a very different it's uncensored unlike facebook or instagram yeah and i don't think we're ever going to go back from that i think as humans we are always going to be seeking that out so i have a whole podcast episode about the tiktok ban coming but well the thing that you know my perspective and we talked a little bit before we start recording is uh you know people are saying that china or whoever 
is gonna get all your information off mm -hmm. of TikTok. And I'm like, dude, if you have a cell phone, because mm -hmm. these things are glued to us these days, they have all of your information. They have your card on there. Yep. They have facial recognition. Facial it'll recognition. Unlocks your phone. They they save your passwords to everything. Yep. So if someone really wants something from you, they can just hack into your phone, For hack sure. into the the network that your stuff's stored on and they yep. got it. So they're TikTok to me the is, least. Right. It's of not the really concerns. gonna be it's not really gonna be any different than that. Like if you actually read through the terms and conditions of these apps that you're downloading, like on I don't, this was like so long ago, but like Apple's terms and conditions mm -hmm. literally used to have a clause in there that said you cannot use iTunes to make a bomb. Like literally <laughs> that used to be in their terms and conditions. And everybody yeah. was like, what? But yeah. like there's a reason why that there's a reason why that's there. there. <laughs> and like on so like the Twitter app on your phone, for example, when you download that, you're giving it permission to access your user behavior across mm. every other app on your phone. Mm. Walmart with self-checkout now has facial recognition with those cameras and mm. they'll sell that data to police departments and then they'll come to your home if they catch you stealing from Holy the self-checkout. It's crazy. Well, the so other it's thing you like, said about this this ban is that it's not just TikTok. It's no. going to affect, what is it going to affect? The so, whole, the, uh, uh, what, can you go into that real quick? Yeah. So if you read through this bill, it actually never says TikTok. The word TikTok, the name ByteDance, like the owner company is not in that bill anywhere. What it applies to is any form of the internet, either an app, a software, a hardware, AI, phones, like telephones, um, telephone, cell phone towers, like it applies to anything that has more than 1 million monthly users. So like, I don't know if you guys have seen, but um, TikTok's parent company just came out with a new platform called Lemon 8. Hmm. And everybody's like, oh, we got to get on there, get on there. It's the new platform. But that will fall under this bill if mm. it's passed. So will literally Twitter, like, because the, the bill says it's foreign adversaries, mm. which is subject to change at any time. So going into it, they have certain ones listed out like China, Russia, if anything is made in those places that we're using, mm. they automatically have access to all of that information. Mm. But the kind of like plot hole or whatever it's called is yeah. that that term can change. So basically it can then go on to be applied to your ring doorbells because that's technically sharing content across the internet when you're opening the app on your phone to let somebody into your house. Right. So they can now go into that. My the one that I like to not like to say, but parents who use baby monitors, if you're checking that app on your phone through the internet, they then will have that access. So when right. people are like, yeah, pass the TikTok ban, like pass the bill, it's, it's not just about TikTok and it's scary how many people think it is. Right. However, there was a hearing, um, last, it had to have been last week and the, I might get this part wrong, but I believe it was the Republican senator from Tennessee is objecting it. And mm. all it takes is one senator to object that. Mm. So basically that bill 686 is supposedly not going to be passed through, but they did just introduce two new ones that do say TikTok specifically. I believe mm. it's H1153 and I could be wrong on that They're too. They're going to try and push it either way. Yes. You know. So basically- What can people do? get all of your content off of the platform like use the snaptick.app go through and download all of your videos from these platforms save them and it's kind of scary because even saying like save them in a google drive folder but that's right. going to fall under mm. this bill if it's passed so yeah. it's like really we're kind of giving up all rights to the internet not that i think anybody should be doing anything weird or sketchy on there yeah, yeah. i just don't think there's a need 
for this type of what they're comparing to how China has like its social censors and stuff. Right. That's what they're trying to do. And that yeah. was Rand Paul's biggest mm. kind of argument back to it was like, you know, we're doing this because we want to keep this country away from our information, but we're about to turn into them right. if this bill is passed. Right. So I just really encourage everybody to go read the bill for themselves because it sounds like George Orwell's 1984. Like it yeah. sounds very scary and like very exaggerated, but when you read through it, like it's all right there and that's what would pass. Um, but as far as what you can do, get all of your platform, or get all of your content from the platform, save it somewhere that you know you have it. I recommend starting to post on like shorts. YouTube shorts will be a good alternative. Um, I don't necessarily think people will run back to Instagram if TikTok does go away. Mm. I think they've kind of... Well, that's what Facebook thinks is going to happen. Exactly. Zuckerberg is supporting the ban because he thinks that's what's going to happen. And all of the members of Congress have stock in Meta. So they're all making money Mm. off of Meta and they're not making money off of TikTok. Mm. So um, interesting. Interesting how it all works together. It's (laughs) pretty crazy when you really look into it. And it's like I just see so many people that are like, oh, I've always had, you know, bad feelings towards TikTok. I hate that app. And it's like it's not even about that. But like. The CEO, Shochu, is like taking the brunt of it right now. Yeah. Like he had, it was just aimed at him so there could be a face to it, mm. um, which is super unfortunate. But I think he did a great job yeah. of carrying himself yeah. in that conversation. And it's also scary. Like if you watch some of that hearing, like the people on Congress don't understand how the internet works. Mm-hmm. And that's what's scary is like, you know, they're like, oh, are they tracking your eye dilation? And he's like, no, we're just looking at where your eyes are to like put a filter on you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why? And it's like, I get it. Like, does an app need to have facial recognition? No, but mm-hmm. it's fun. Everything does anyway. Exactly. Your phone does anyway. Exactly. You know? so well, they're I'm, pretty much the same thing that is happening with the CEO of TikTok already happened to Mark Zuckerberg kind of yes. sort of like with the same questions where Congress these old people in Congress, <laughs> these boomers, have no clue about <laughs> the Facebook. Generation. They just hear like they—they're uh, literally like an average American who just surfs the web yes. and reads things and are like, "That has to be true," or like yep. they just take random information <laughs> and like exactly. think it's true. Like there was one question from a senator who asked them, "So TikTok does it, it connects to my Wi-Fi?" Right, and it's like, bro. Think about how many, and he's like, it gathers information off the Wi-Fi, and he's like freaking out about it. I'm like, literally every device in your house, yes. anything connects to the Wi-Fi can do the same thing that this one app they're accusing of, you right. know? So it's like, they're really like nitpicking yes. like it's about how to ask the it. questions, and they don't understand it. They don't understand anything about technology. Right. And Which every, is just, <laughs> it's just scary, because I don't mean to sound like somebody who's just like, oh, boomers suck, like this older generation, like... But it does come down to the fact that like they do not understand how this is working and not even that I'm an expert on technology or how any of that works or anybody really. But like just hearing the questions that they're asking was like alarming, like that they don't get it. Right. So it is weird. Like how how do they not have like a more with like them being in a higher position? You would think they would have people who are able to give them accurate information or they're just like blatantly ignoring it. Like it literally yeah. sounds like they yeah. go through Facebook and Reddit and just like literally just, just take things. The they're Facebook like, this oh, is they love to true. They, those, I, those, those individuals yeah. love, people love Reddit. I love Reddit, Reddit yeah. too though, I will <laughs> say. I mean, it is good, but you have <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who on there, or it can, it can be any social media platform where you're reading through the comments, they act like they know what they're talking about. For they sure. speak in paragraphs. Mm. They're just some random Joe Schmo who 
Yep. Like they're just giving their own opinion on it, you yeah. know, and yeah. you can't take it for fact, you know. Well, and like a lot of the Congress people were like, well, when I get on there, I just see all of these like underage girls dancing. <laughs> and yeah. so anybody Why who you uses that? TikTok knows yeah. you get shown content that you interact that you with. Yeah. So it's like you're yeah. outing yourself right now. Yeah, like you're I the one that. like it's that. and like whether he's being serious or not, like I think he kind of just said that as like like a an emphasis point right, yeah, i don't necessarily yeah. think he's doing that but like you sound really stupid to people right. who know how that oh, app yeah. works because oh, yeah. we know if i go on right now and search dog training and just like 30 videos in a row yeah. i'm gonna get dog training videos for the next week oh, on yeah. my for you page oh, yeah. if you're getting a bunch of videos of weird dancing children <laughs> like it's because you're liking yeah. the videos of exactly. dancing children or you don't even have to like them you just have to spend time watching you just exactly. open it you just click it yep. and, and it applies locked, to yeah. not just tiktok it applies Everywhere. to youtube i don't know yeah, so much any, about facebook and instagram any, pla- any, platform, but yeah. any platform the time you spend right. with it on your screen mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. also is just as much as actually clicking on it yeah if you like it, it'll obviously be pushed a little bit more. But exactly like you said, just having that video on your screen right. shows them that you're watching. It. And I always think about that because there's stuff that I'll watch and be like, this should not be on the Internet. Like this kid's <laughs> so young. And I'm like, right. great. Now TikTok thinks I just watched that like yeah. for fun when really yeah. I was just like mesmerized that somebody right. would yeah. post this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think for the uh, listener, for the uh, small business owner, for the social media creator, for the social media user, I think TikTok getting banned is going to like hurt people. Oh, 100%. Overall. It's going to piss off the general public. Yeah. Right. And, and I, uh, you know, again, again not, they're collecting the info anyway, if and, that's your main concern. Right. And not to sound again like that, you know, fuck this older generation kind of yeah. person. Like, I swear I'm not like that. They really, I think that like this is the first time that this many people in this country have been able to have a successful small business. Right. Like, I don't remember what the exact number was. Like, I know there's 150 million people on TikTok Mm. or businesses on TikTok. So it's like the world has never seen this many creators slash businesses making money like that. And I think that kind of scares them a little Mm, bit because it's a lot of transactions that don't because that's the other thing that that bill will affect is shopify Mm. etsy like anything that you are collecting money from somebody that in turn sends them either content or a service like the bill affects a lot and it's scary and to me it has a lot to do with the fact that this many people have never one had access to information this quickly and this in depth yeah um and also that they're running a successful business that they might not be able to do in real life because you're limited to foot traffic. Whereas now you can have a completely online based business. Right. Right. And I think that just hasn't always been the norm. And I think a lot of people are scared of that change, but Mm -hmm. yeah, if, if TikTok goes away, I mean, I know a lot of my friends only manage TikTok for their Mm -hmm. clients, which would completely eliminate their entire business. Yeah. So it's scary for sure for a lot of different people. And I, (laughs) <laughs> I think it's going to be okay. I'm not going to lie. Last week, I was like, damn, it is looking like they're probably going to shut that down. After Rand Paul said, no, I don't yeah. want this to pass, I have a little bit more yeah. faith that it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I think we need senators that are not 70 correct. and older. <laughs> That's a whole yeah. other topic. Young bucks right. to That's up. a whole other topic. Well, getting did into you the see the 10,000 kids that were marching in Nashville after the shooting? Like, Mm-mm. it's just crazy that... Mm-mm. And of course you didn't see it because they right. don't want you to see it. They that. don't want you to see it. Like, right. They don't like things they can't control. There were 10,000 you know? elementary aged kids. Like just the fact that they care that much or like 
are that invested in like, hey, something's wrong here. Right. Like it shouldn't take 10,000 elementary school kids to do that in right. order for a message to be made. Right. But I, I love, like I was one of those people until probably I was 22, 23, where my vote doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm. I'm only one person. I don't mm. care. This doesn't bother me. Yeah. Now that I'm like, oh my God, this literally affects every aspect of our lives yeah and like it just was never i would always be like oh, i'm not getting into politics yeah but it's not yeah. even about that anymore right. it's just about yeah the overall happenings yeah <laughs> so now i'm all into it and the i'm politics like politics get out of control real fast correct and the taxes oh god you know? <laughs> we're not gonna go to another podcast yeah. we'll have lex back on for the, <laughs> yeah. the political we'll have her on for a political episode <laughs> all right moving on to youtube mm-hmm you know, should YouTube be part of a, a small business, you know, content plan? Why or why not? Yeah. So like I said before, I think a lot of people, we know why we use different platforms. Mm-hmm. If you were to ask me a question or if I were to be like, I wonder how to train my dog to do this. I'm going to go to YouTube and type in that question specifically. Mm-hmm. And that's not like 100% of the time, but it's how a lot of people use that platform. Yeah. So if you can come up with kind of like these core questions that you're always being asked mm-hmm. or like the core things that you want to teach people or want to be known for, even if YouTube isn't something that you're doing consistently every single week, take that like month or two mm-hmm. to film all of that content, edit it all, and then post it because mm-hmm. YouTube has the longest shelf life. Mm. So my, are they okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're good, right? <laughs> the guineas, they're here. I have <laughs> videos on YouTube that I've posted over two years ago that still to this day, I get emails from asking like if they can mm. inquire about services. Yeah. YouTube just has the longest shelf life. Have you ever gone back to edit that or adjust anything on that? You just posted it, you built it, and then it's there and as a resource. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the best things that you can do is instead of making it like, here's the best things you can do for Instagram in 2023. Yeah. Make it like, here's five Instagram best practices. That way it's relevant all the time. Mm. Like it's always, and that's kind of what it, the difference is like those core questions that you're answering in these videos, like should be evergreen. They should be things that are always going to be relevant, even if the platform completely changes. Mm. Um, so YouTube, I think is definitely beneficial. It's not, I think a lot of people see YouTube videos of like, vloggers who are like here's a day in the life and like that content's awesome yeah but not every person needs to be doing that so to me youtube is way more of that educational longer style content like i used to do a lot of like i would teach people how to do like the cool transitions like in tiktok videos Mm. i can teach somebody to do that in a 30 second tiktok Mm -hmm. but there's always going to be that person that wants to like take it a little bit further so i made 10 different versions of transitions and put them into one video Mm. and that's on youtube you can go watch that and like learn everything step by step i'm literally showing my phone editing whereas in the tiktok it's like a screen recording super quick because that's the type of content that people want to digest on tiktok is quick under 30 seconds for the most part um youtube to me yes there is a place for it in a lot of different businesses marketing strategies more so leaning towards that educational content yeah not necessarily but then there's also people like mr beast if you're familiar with him like oh yeah entertainment his, his video that was the uh what was the uh netflix show that was going crazy for a while squid game squid game oh, did you see yeah. that did you see his remake so that i don't crazy. his content like 
gives me goosebumps sometimes because really? it's just like so cringy kind of but he's an amazing <laughs> person like yeah. he literally is an amazing like giving back so much well, literally. his whole philosophy of giving back is Correct. like what makes him a good person you and know? i have a video right now in my drafts that i haven't posted yet because i haven't had time to edit it because oh, my team so we got the pre <laughs> we get the pre pre yeah. uh heads up on it i did yeah. like a whole timeline of his career mm. he it took him six months to get 100 followers or 100 subscribers on youtube yeah i don't know very many people who would keep going right if they were six months into youtube and had less than 100 subscribers yeah the video that set him over the edge like from 100,000 subscribers to a million was a video of him counting to 100,000. <laughs> so it's like, don't tell me that it needs to be this. Like, it's just, this is why you can't take that one formula. Right. There is no formula. And then I also recapped an interview that he did where people were like, well, what do you attribute most of your success to? Mm. And he said, one of them was giving back, like mm. giving back to your community, being actively involved in your community. Yeah. And he does an amazing job of that. Personally, I just find his content a little cringy. I don't like when people talk like car salesmen. Like it stresses me out. But there's a reason he's the number one biggest YouTuber in the world. Yeah. So again, like it doesn't always need to be such a science. It really can just kind of be whatever your vibe is, like whatever you want it to be. Um, Mr. Beast's first videos were about him playing games. Like it was about him like streaming what he was playing on PlayStation. Yeah. And then obviously he built up that following and he said like with his first 100K, he gave back 50% of it and used the other 50% to grow his business, which is kind of like best case scenario. Right. Right. But yeah, definitely. I think YouTube has a place in every strategy. I think for the most part, most people will find use of it more on the educational side. Mm -hmm. But like even like Jennifer Aniston said recently that like she's scared of TikTok and like YouTube creators because Mm. in order to be an actor, like an actress, Mm. you used to have to like go to auditions, Uh, go out to Hollywood, be cast. Now people, you don't have to do that. People literally can just make their own movie on YouTube. Like it's just giving people so many different creative outlets and there's a lot of different ways to use it. But, if I had to give like one general educational is yeah. usually the best. I think that's the benefit to YouTube is that mm-hmm. we don't have to rely upon like the Hollywood for like the right. Hollywood, for example, like that whole political and who knows who thing. Right. You can make your own video, put it on YouTube and be mm-hmm. successful. Yeah. Like the people that are going through the, all the Hollywood stuff can be. So I think it kind of right. creates that line where it's like, you don't have to go that route anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. You know, and there's pros and cons to that, like yeah, pros and cons to everything. But I mean, then on YouTube, you just digest whatever you want to. Exactly, it's not like you have to watch this person's like at home video. You know, right? Like <laughs> yeah, and that's like there's so I have such a skew yeah. in my videos of like this one continuously gets a thousand views a week, even though I posted it two years ago, mm. compared to one that doesn't get that much. But yeah. it's there's people that appreciate both kinds. Right. There's just going to be a wider yeah. audience for one of them. Well, I think whenever I, demand. I'm trying to think of like, whenever I go to YouTube, it's like, Hey, how do you, how do you, uh, put together this board, mm-hmm. you know, or how do you, what's the best way to, uh, light a candle, you know, things like this that you do in everyday life. It's mm-hmm. like, I need to know how to do that, how to change the, uh, something, something on your TV, how to plug in my yeah. TV, you know, things that people are doing every day. Yep. They're just going to go to YouTube, type it in. And then that's, that's what they're digesting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or if you're like me, you're in the shower, you're watching some kind of information on nutrition or something like that. 
And I do it on the, I, of course, I do it on the business YouTube account. So Ben's like, why were you watching? Yeah, whenever I'm <laughs> uploading stuff or checking our He'll analytics, I see, I see all of his, I see the algorithm. I'm like, so he's just watching these kind of videos. That's why I love looking on yeah. like my clients' accounts, like yeah. on the Explore page, like what content they're yeah. liking oh, yeah. that like pops oh, off. Yeah. I'm like, I see you like liking those thirst traps. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I think the number one thing to to think or view youtube as is it's globally the number two uh used search engine Mm -hmm. on the web and it's owned by the number one search engine google Mm -hmm. so you know it's either it's pretty much how to is like or you know entertainment Mm -hmm. is one side but yeah most of people are going to it for a reason yeah you know or they even search on google and Google are gonna, now it's gonna, gonna give pop you up links YouTube, yeah. to those videos, you know. And, so yeah, and Google started showing TikToks in that way recently, yeah. which oh. is like kind of huge. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm surprised they even did it. I'm surprised they're doing that too. Mm-hmm. That's pulling them off of YouTube. Yeah, that is surprising. That's but that's why I think like I understand why people are saying like TikTok is trying to become or like leaning more towards that long form maybe to replace youtube i don't think it will no I but i yeah. understand what they're saying with like that longer form yeah i just think there's such a difference between the vertical and horizontal video like mm, even just right, right like when you're being educational it's so much easier to do horizontal and like leave this space in right. your shot right. to like add the text on the screen and animations and right. stuff with vertical it's hard it's hard Squeeze it all in yeah there, so know? and like thinking like where the buttons are yeah so yeah. i just think there's certain things that horizontal video will never be taken away and like Mm -hmm. a lot of artists like wedding videographers and stuff they're not sending you a vertical video it's horizontal so i think it always is going to have what it's best for youtube could also lead to uh, good leads for businesses Mm -hmm. too because for example for me i was trying to figure out how to build a french drain system for my house which is sounds crazy (laughs) anyway i was watching in the shower and so i found this youtube channel called french drain man and all their videos just related to me. So I'm watching all of his videos mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to build a French drain. And then turns out he sells French drain products. So I bought them from him. Perfect. And he's like in Minnesota or some yep. bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It is funny because like I looked at his uh, channel whenever Chad was French drain like, You watched like, it too? He has like 23,000 <laughs> subscribers. That's right? crazy. And it's like you'll find these small niches on yeah. YouTube of these business people who do the how-to. Oh, he's making yeah. a lot of sales, though, and with yeah. these products. Yeah, all these random channels, they'll have like 50K, 100 I'm like, yep. okay, so there's an audience for the. Yeah, yeah there's an yeah. audience for something. And know? that's what, like, I don't even have 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, and mm. I get leads every week from mm. a video that I posted two years ago. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just the longest shelf life and exactly like i think there's people that probably have just youtube Mm. and like a website and that might be all that they do yeah um but yeah definitely like have you ever seen the guy on there i don't remember what his handle is but he makes videos for people who didn't have dads to like teach them things Uh, oh i have i have i think i've seen like how to like fix something or like how to like clean your dryer vent or like change a tire it's amazing and like a lot of views and and his video he gets millions of views and his videos are so like he just like throws a camera up and starts recording it's not like a script or like perfect lighting or anything and it's stuff like that where it's just like he saw a demand right for that and went with it yeah so it's that's what people need yeah you know there's just no proper formula that's gonna work and copy and paste for everybody and you find people on there who immediately speak to you and have enough content to convince you that they know what they're talking about and you should buy from them yeah yeah absolutely 
Well, definitely a good part to have in the uh, small business plan then, mm -hmm. small business content plan. Yep. All right, so we covered the, I think, what I call the main four, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Would you say, that, like, are those your main hitters yeah. with most people? Yep. What about LinkedIn? I've heard people talk about LinkedIn before. I've never been on it, like, in a serious capacity, but I've heard some content create, hey, you need to be on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So I have heard the same thing. I know people who get, like, who do what I do, and they get all of their leads from LinkedIn. Really? I don't even have a LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. I feel like... It just seems to me like that's not... I just how you do that I mean well you can like now post content on LinkedIn oh. which is what I know a lot of people are doing and from what I understand the people that I know that are using LinkedIn and like following up with these leads and stuff like they are serious inquiries because they're people using it like mm. very seriously they're mm. not just like scrolling Instagram and be like right. oh I might need something from this girl like right. they're on LinkedIn looking for your job title mm. so I get how it can be super beneficial I just when it first came out I was like I'm not a professional I don't need right. this and then like as time went on like I just never I guess I just never had like a job or like anything that made me feel like I needed to have a presence on there mm. now I just feel like I've missed it like I'm not about to join LinkedIn and have two right. connections and right. people are like what so yeah. I just felt like I missed the boat on that one. So I don't have any like firsthand experience with it, but I do know a lot of people who do. So and some people are getting success from it. Yeah. Like I've, yeah. I've never talked to anybody who said like, oh, I regret being on there. Mm. Maybe they're just not saying that out loud, right. but like right. I, for the most part, if anybody I've ever talked to about LinkedIn likes being on it, yeah. I just feel like it's one of those things where if you're not like super established, like have all of the connections, have your entire resume uploaded into there. Mm -hmm you're kind of just like have it to have it. And yeah. to me, I'd rather send somebody to my Instagram page right. than to my LinkedIn profile. Right. Exactly. So I see the benefits of it. Yeah. I just have never fully utilized it. So I don't know yeah. firsthand what they are. Right. What about Google my business? Cause Google has like a, my business. I don't know if you have one for your business, but so I don't have one for my business because yeah. I don't have a physical location, right. Right. but I do the Google my business for both of my clients. Mm. And Google my business if you do it correctly. And I just started doing stuff with that, like when it first switched from being like a Google, like it used to just be like a Google page. Right. And then they introduced the my business. And from what I understand, they're still very like separate. Mm -hmm. With the Google my business, what we do, um, like they have it, you can add in like your specials, like your promos every month. So like when somebody searches your business, it immediately comes up there. You yeah. can like tag events, stuff like that. So to me, it's very beneficial. And something that I notice is if your Google My Business page is strong enough, you can almost like bypass your website. Like mm. people can almost trust you enough just based off of the amount of reviews that you have. Right. So Google My Business for getting reviews I think is very important. Mm. Like if you as a business owner can send out an email being like, here's our link to leave a review. Right. It would mean the world to us. Help us find new people. One of the most beneficial things you can do. Because for me, like I know if I'm searching a search, I was looking for window tinting the other day because oh. my car windows are completely see-through and i got a guy for you do you if you need one okay GW. so I, I almost ordered a kit and did it myself i was oh, like i could watch a I've youtube video myself, on this no, well no. then i went to tiktok <laughs> and typed it in it was like the name of the kit that i was gonna order oh, and yeah. like everybody's showing like a month later like it was oh, peeling off and i was damn. like okay so we're not gonna do that i got a guy for you but yeah. he's not on anything internet wise he's he's, he's so he operates school. word of mouth That's which right. 
is super underrated in my yeah. opinion. Like yeah. I feel like people are so in and it's a social media manager saying like get out mm-hmm. in person, but like the gym that I work with, like I have encouraged them to like go out and do like health expos or oh. like the bridge run that just happened, like oh, go yeah. out and do like an expo with them. Like just the traditional word of mouth marketing I think is so like people forget about it very easily. Yeah, yeah. But Google My Business, if you can get your Google My Business profile to look established mm-hmm. and like have enough reviews, if you have it optimized where if you do a service, people can schedule it right through there. Like mm. people will bypass any other research that they'll do just based on those reviews I got you. alone. And yeah. that has a lot to do with like user behavior. Not everybody is gonna be like that. Right, right. I'm trying how did I find you? I don't even know. That's what I was about to ask you. <laughs> was it Facebook? Or was it Google? No. <laughs> so I, I think back whenever I first started, I was focusing on Google My Business, just mm-hmm. posting pictures. And then whenever I could get reviews, ask people to leave reviews there. And then Facebook, those were like the two I was using. So it had to have been, one, have been of one of those. Yeah. I don't even, I honestly don't remember. Or I think, uh, no, because I didn't have that many uh, clients established. Because nowadays people like mention us in their like mom's group or Mount Pleasant yeah. group or whatever. Well, didn't you use Thumbtack or something? It I, was Oh, Thumbtack. was it Thumbtack? That's right. That's right. Oh Thumbtack was working for me for a while. Is that yeah. even a thing anymore? I don't know. I, don't I think th- they like merged They changed Angie's their whole structure. They pissed me off. I was oh, like, really? I'm done with you fuckers. That's you know? so funny. It was 100% Thumbtack. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Definitely. How did I even know that what Thumbtack was? That was good back was? in the day. I, have, I think it would pop up on Google. Probably. They were pushing it hard, you know? That's so funny. But, but yeah, yeah I mean, whatever it was, you had enough to convince me that yeah. It was a good option, which yeah. I think is like what happens with Google My Business. Like mm. if you can get enough and obviously you want them to be honest. You don't want to yeah. like be bribing people to leave you five star reviews right. if that wasn't their experience. Right. But if there's enough on that Google My Business page where you can convince somebody you're worthy, like with yeah. the amount of you know reviews that you have, if mm-hmm. you have it set up where they can book right through there, or call mm-hmm. or get directions mm-hmm. or go to your website, you can bypass having that. Yeah. social media presence or the website obviously they'll help but mm-hmm. google my business i think is huge that especially if you're local mm. like if you work with people locally i'm right. not super versed or familiar with it for like product mm. based businesses yeah to me it's like more of a local thing yeah and it's more sense. right and yeah. it's for i would say services or at least like brick and mortar like mm. that you can like physically go into right um because even like you it's i don't think you have like your home address no, listed no, no. on there it's, right it's so a neutral address you right know, it just says this area right you know but yeah. it's still local like, right to right. charleston so it's, you can set your location on there and post pictures and stuff mm-hmm. and you can like make a little post a little caption which i used to do i don't do that anymore yeah we focus on the reviews though and i hate business you know this is just one of my pet peeves but i hate businesses that like send you an automated leave us a review mm-hmm. i'm like you know me i'm more of like a relational type person sure. so if you know, I've worked with the business and they asked me, I'm like, hell yeah, mother, you know, yeah. I'm definitely leaving you a review. Mm-hmm. But if they don't ask me, maybe I won't, maybe I will. Right. As a small business owner, I know how much it, it's impactful. So I'll just do it anyway. Well, and that's the thing is like, even up until like three years ago, I don't think I even realized how important it was. Like mm. I used to get the like automated things being I like, leave that, us dude. a review, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> now I get it. Like yeah. I understand why they do that because yeah. a lot of people probably won't take that initiative on their right. own. But Reach I Reach out to that person, ask him. Well, personally. I was going to say even for you, like when you're done training a dog and you're dropping them off, when yeah. you're doing that drop off, you saying like, if you had a good experience, like yeah. leaving a review will help me reach other people. Like that I think is more effective 
and beneficial than you just like having some random automated email that right. goes out. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But definitely Absolutely. I, Google My Business, I think, is underrated because yeah. it's almost like its own little social media platform. Definitely. I think they're try- they were trying to do that mm-hmm. at a certain point, you know. Yeah. But, you know, you can put reviews on Facebook or you used to. I don't think that's that valuable. Like I don't even bother. No. And then some businesses would ask me, hey, can you review us on Facebook, Google, this place, that and place? I'm so like, much. dude, it's too much. Right. So it's like consolidate. I think Google yes. is the place to put your reviews if you're a local business. Agreed. You know, maybe yep. if you're an online business like Amazon, like we do have reviews on our Amazon products as mm-hmm. well, but I think it's a little bit different, you know? Because that's like going directly right. through right. that exactly. platform. Yeah. Which Amazon has its own like little social media platform now. Oh, do they really? I don't know a lot about it because it's mm. not like a program that I'm in or anything. But like you can basically you post content about the stuff that you buy from mm. Amazon and you're giving Amazon permission to use like what you're saying, your mm. videos, your pictures. It's like if you ever look like at Amazon listings and you click all the way to the end and there's like a random TikTok mm. like showing the product, that's because that person is like in oh. their program. Oh, dang. It's very interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. from what I understand relatively new. Amazon's changing the game with everything. You they know, are. they're trying to be in every single aspect yep. of whatever they can be in. Mm-hmm. Have you used MailChimp at all? I actually use MailChimp for my own oh, do you? Um, lead magnets. Yeah, so yeah. I like it. I, what do you use it? How do you use it? So I have a free content calendar that people can download. It's mm. through Google Sheets, so you don't have to pay for anything. It's completely free. Yeah. Um, and what I do is I have that video on YouTube showing how to use the calendar. Mm. And then in the description is a link to a MailChimp landing page yeah. that when they put their email in, yeah. it they automatically get an email with the link to a free copy of that calendar. Yeah. And then from there, I just kind of like blast out you know, new things that are coming, like newsletters mm. and stuff like that. I don't heavily use email marketing. I It's incredibly beneficial. Mm. It's just a lot of time, time yeah. that I just don't. You do like a monthly email or what do you do? I used randomly? to, yeah. <laughs> I used to be like, oh, join and you'll get like a newsletter on the first every month. But oh, yeah. then I start thinking, I'm like, well, I don't really read any of them. Right. So why That's do I issue. expect other people to read them? Right. What I tried to do in the past was like each week kind of like take a, trending topic Mm. and like make content in that email to send it out but then I was like well why am I not just like posting this on TikTok you know so like there's definitely email marketing I think is one of the most beneficial things and that's Mm -hmm. you know like so if TikTok gets taken away like one of the best things you can do is have that collection of emails right um so MailChimp in my opinion is amazing it's Mm. super user-friendly like you need zero experience to like get in there and do like the automations and the journeys and stuff Mm -hmm. If you ask other people, I think they'll say that it's kind of like the amateur version Mm. of like email marketing almost. Oh, really? Just because like um, constant contact is one that like has a lot more Mm. like things that you can integrate with it. Like MailChimp has a lot of those things too. Well, they're also trying to up the game too constantly. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a lot. I don't think, in my opinion, I love MailChimp. I use it, but I think it's just kind of like user bias. So like somebody else might like another email platform more but like mailchimp you can build like stores right Mm. through there like you can make a website right through there like it does a lot yeah so it's definitely beneficial it's kind of expensive yeah other than their free plan we had the free one we just had to pay for one now Mm -hmm. but uh we basically use it for our monthly newsletter that Mm -hmm. gives information to our local people Mm -hmm. and then we also put like our up-to-date podcast on there youtube video and just like general info yep 
So and see, I think that's good because you, yeah. especially when you do like your in-person stuff, mm-hmm. like with the dogs and everything. Right. Like you probably right. are putting. Yeah, the group classes we put that schedule on there. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I see them posted all the time on Facebook. <laughs> you still on the Facebook group? Yeah. Uh, podcast is another thing that some mm-hmm. businesses could incorporate. Maybe they don't. You know, our podcast started as a way to all the questions that constantly are coming mm-hmm. in. We started the podcast to like answer those questions. Yep. And then it kind of morphed, and I was like, "Well, I want to talk about fitness. I want to yeah. listen to people talk. I want to do this. I want it." So then it kind of like slowly morphed and then ben's like hey we're kind of getting out of the uh canine well, revolution realm so we need to rename the podcast mm-hmm. so then we rebranded to pack talk podcast so that i was gonna say i thought it used to just be like canine revolution radio yeah but then he's like hey we're kind of getting outside because i'm like let's talk to this person let's talk to that yeah. person they're like why am i coming on a dog training podcast you know <laughs> well and that's like again like that's just a way for you to be showing more of like your personal side like in your content and yeah. in your yeah. business because they're things that you are interested in and like mm-hmm. you know when i said like oh i'm going on a dog training podcast like yeah. you know ethan's like what like <laughs> your dog is horrible behaved i'm like i know but like just there's so many because i do the same thing like mm. i have had people on who you know are twitch streamers mm. that like not necessarily social media but like they're still connected i've had right. just people on from all different like walks yeah of yeah. life and like have things to say mm-hmm. um so i don't think there needs to be like one type of, you know, guest that you're having on your podcast. Um, I get a lot of, surprisingly, I get a lot of people that reach out to me that say they found me through the podcast, Mm. which I always think is so weird because I've never just like opened a podcast and like started listening to it randomly. Yeah. I, cause I usually listen to podcasts that are made by people that I already know because Mm. I know that I like them. Mm. Um, so I think if you are just going into it. Like if somebody has nothing else online, mm-hmm. a podcast is not going to be the best place mm. to spend your time. Yeah. I think forward facing content will be Yeah, 10 years ago when podcasts like first were really becoming a thing. Yeah. It was, I think a little bit more possible because there wasn't as many people. Right now. Everyone has one. Right. You know, there's so many of them be. out there. <laughs> but I have like done searches like, oh, let me listen to something dog training. I'll search mm-hmm. that and then some random podcast will pop up. And I have subscribed to a couple doing that kind of thing. But I do have my routine podcast that I listen yeah. to, like Jocko podcast, <laughs> like Joe Rogan. I listen to randomly mm-hmm. from him, your podcast, <laughs> and then uh, Peter Ati, like these kind of podcasts. He's like my, my main podcast, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But uh, outside of then, I like listening to our podcast so I can kind of debrief myself. Do you listen back to your own episodes? I do listen to everyone oh God, that we post because I'm just like, okay, what did what? How did that go? Did it sound right? Oh, that's so I'm like, funny. Ben, you you made me too too quiet in that episode. He's like, you were talking too loud. That's so you know, funny. Something like that. You know, I literally I can I don't go back and watch my own videos. I don't go back and listen to my own episodes because I edit it all. Yeah. So by the yeah, time I'm done, yeah, time. I'm like I've heard yeah. my voice for six hours yeah. today. Like I cannot anymore. Yeah. I'm like very thankful like, for people that listen to mine, <laughs> but by the time, you know, I've heard my own voice for that long, I'm like, okay, yeah, we're yeah. done here. No, that's the way he is too. He'll be like, yeah, you're probably be so like, sick of, thing, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what it's about. 
he'll post it. I'll be like, dude, that was so good. He'll be like, I listened to it a thousand times. I'm like desensitized to it, you know? (laughs) I go in and fast forward though. Like I'll open my own episode and like Mm. slide it and like let it play the last like minute Mm. so that it gets that play because I think I'm deserving of that. But like, I think everybody's deserving of that. Like go listen to your own episode. I just like support yourself. Yeah. By the time it gets like actually published, I've listened to that episode like three times. Right. right. So I'm like, I can't anymore. Yeah. I'll do a fast skim just to make sure everything is still Mm -hmm. there. Like there was no weird glitch or some kind of bug that happened or whatever. I don't. I think a podcast could, uh, you know, benefit a business, but probably not their main aspect, right, of their social media plan. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people, like my podcast, I would say, is very... Well, for me, listening to your podcast, you know, obviously I'm trying to support you. I like hearing what you say, but also the content, the education you're providing. Mm-hmm. I drive a lot. I'm driving mm-hmm. to Mount Pleasant to train with this person. Like right. yesterday I was in St. Stephen, so I went, you know, an hour and 15 minutes there, hour and 15 minutes back. Right. I can burn through a couple podcasts real fast. Mm-hmm. I won't really watch them on YouTube, but when right. I'm driving is when I'm mainly listening to them. And yep. a lot of people are transiting. You know, yep. so I think it's a good way for people that are wanting to hear that content or listen to you mm-hmm. that it could benefit them. I know? 100% agree. I think everybody, I think it def all of these things. So I like to think of all of these different things as like a puzzle mm. and like your first platform that you're on, like is kind of starting that puzzle with like that square edge. And then there's places to connect right here. Mm. You add in YouTube and you add in a podcast. Mm-hmm. Then that leaves you like a little place right here where you mm. can add. So they're just like puzzle pieces that like keep fitting together that all of them serve a different purpose. Mm. Like I personally, my podcast, I would say is a little bit more unfiltered and unscripted than a lot of other things that I do only because I need my content in my YouTube to be a little bit more scripted just so I don't go off on tangents. (laughs) Like so that I know I get all of the main points across. Whereas my podcast, I literally hit record and it's just kind of whatever comes out that day. You will go down this crazy rabbit hole and then like five minutes later you'll come back and you'll be like, where was I? (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. I ping pong a lot. But it's because like, you know, content needs to be like so much more structured. But Mm. I like to think of it, like I've said, like, somebody just kind of like playing that in their car while they're driving like mm. might feel like people tell me that they answer the questions that I ask mm. like out loud and I'm mm. like I love that like you're you're like having yeah. a conversation with me back yeah I just can't hear it yeah but like yeah. that's what I want people to feel like mm. <clears throat> from my podcast is like yes your content should speak to one person and be directed at one person but to me a podcast is more like you're part of a conversation yeah Thank you for calling me out on my ping-ponging, though, because I do do that a lot. And I just said this to somebody. I used to go back through and, like, fully edit, oh, like, really? take them all yeah. out. It's better to be raw. Well, I know? leave them yeah. all in now, and people are more often than not, like, oh, my God, like, yeah. so funny. And well, I'm they like, relate mm-hmm. to you, too, that way. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I get a lot of comments about my cussing. They're like, you need to stop cussing. Yeah, me my, too. My family, usually. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's how I am. Yeah. And that's what they, like, I'll drop, like, F-bombs, like, on my story or, like, in my content. But for yeah. some reason, like... The podcast, like when they're no face, no case. Like right, if you can't right. see my face saying it, I can say whatever I want. So like definitely swear more on there, which like yeah. I'm an advocate for that. Like if you professional doesn't mean like robotic standard, mm-hmm. like you need to speak in a certain way. Like mm-hmm. I relate more to business owners when they will drop F bombs or like when, when they're be themselves. Yeah. You know? Like I just connect with people more that way. Like yeah. I hate being around people that I feel like I need to like Right. Don't say that. Right, like, right, right. Tone it down. Yeah. Like, so I just feel like if you can 
make your podcast something like that where it's either like the unfiltered version or Mm. like where you have people come on that you talk to that you might not necessarily like make a TikTok about. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to use all of these things that, again, they just all kind of puzzle piece together. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you know, not whole without one of them, but there's always an opportunity to add another one. Right. Obviously, given your team and your ability to keep up with all of that because it's a lot going back to your puzzle you know for like a local service-based business what would you say the primary piece of that puzzle should be if you were to pick one platform (laughs) i think instagram probably just because again there's a lot of features that they have like i know a lot of people get frustrated with it i know a lot of people think it's super glitchy Mm -hmm. but like you find out a new restaurant's opening in Somerville. Mm-hmm. You go to Google and like see if you can maybe learn a little bit more about it. The mm. next place that I'm going is Instagram. Mm. Like if somebody tells me about a new business or this new brand that I should check out, I might really like them. Mm. And it has a lot to do with demographic and like mm-hmm. what we are used to. But for the most part, I think most people's first stop is Instagram. Yeah. Maybe Facebook. Yeah. I think if you can dedicate all if you can only dedicate yourself to one platform i do think instagram is going to be the best yeah between like being able to save the highlights right at the top like you can make sure you have all of your key information in there the link in the bios right there you have your stories story feature there's just so the dms are so organized on there like again the tiktok dms are like wildly chaotic Mm. and it's like i don't even answer them like i don't even look at them because it just stresses me out to like too much see it Yeah. yeah so instagram i think has the biggest capacity for when people are learning about you from somewhere else yeah yeah. um like i said i think facebook's kind of the best for that paid advertising if that's what you're gonna do but Mm -hmm. then instagram if you only have the time to dedicate to one platform i would say that in a perfect world i would love for everybody to be on tiktok but especially for local businesses because there's no guarantee that your content's going locally Whereas Instagram has a lot more of like the location features and you can tag other places and stuff like that. Um, Just way more opportunity, I think, to be found locally on Instagram. Right, right. Um, You know, so, and the person, again, if you're like a local small business, you could reflect that across multiple platforms using Mm -hmm. the tactics we talked about earlier. But let's say you're not a local service-based business. Let's say you're like a social media manager like yourself or you could manage social media from across the country. Mm-hmm. What would the number one puzzle piece be in that case? My current, at the time of recording this, the answer is TikTok. <laughs> if it goes away, I don't know what my answer is would be. because the popularity, Instagram. the popularity of TikTok and the, the popularity, amount of traction on it? Yes. It's more so about the amount of traction that you're getting because, again, yeah when you post on TikTok, it's mostly going to people who don't follow you. Okay. So there's more chances to be seen and found on there just based off of my firsthand experience. I mean, yeah. there's definitely people who just use Instagram and get a million views on every video and don't need any other platform. It's not yeah. unheard of, yeah. um, but it's, they're usually like the outlier, not the norm. Yeah. Um, so I would say like, if you are somebody that has a service or a product that you can do virtually like if your business is online if your service can be provided remotely remotely tiktok is going to be the best place to reach the most amount of people Mm. and i still think it just funnels back down into instagram Mm. like instagram will always be in my opinion at the time yeah with the platforms that are available instagram is the most community centered yeah which is always going to 
be what people need in order to like you and trust you yeah. and want to purchase from you. Yeah. So reach total sense TikTok, yeah, community, Instagram. Now for you personally, mm-hmm. can a small business hire you? And yes. if so, are you currently taking clients? And if you are, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. So right now I'm actually full for full-time management. Um, sometime, I don't know when this episode will come out, but sometime in the month of this April. This will come out next week. Oh, okay. So it'll be oh. April 9th-ish or so. Cool. Anyway, yeah. Sometime in the middle <laughs> of April. Yeah, yeah 2023 <laughs> is all that yeah. matters. Sometime in the middle of April, I will be opening up more spots. Um, but then I'm also introducing a new service where instead of me just managing everything because Mm. that's obviously what takes up a huge chunk of time i'm going to be doing just audits so like somebody can come and say you know this is my account Mm. i have like a 10 point step that i'll go through it you get back like a 30 page you know strategy that you can implement like so they pay a one-time fee Mm -hmm. you go through everything you provide uh improvements they can make yes would they come back like six months later and say can you check it out again yeah so i do want to do like some sort of follow-up with it where Mm -hmm. you know three months later six months later if they've implemented everything Mm -hmm. we'll kind of come back and retouch it um the reason i say it it that way is because i haven't officially launched Mm. that yet but sometime this month you know i'll be opening up spots for that as well and then i have all of like the online guides and everything, they're all under $100 because I don't want it to feel like you have to invest your life savings to learn something that everybody yeah. should just be able to learn. Yeah. Um, well, $100, that's like 10 Starbucks. You can skip yeah. two weeks of scar- Starbucks and <laughs> exactly. get your, uh, your course. You and know? the thing is, is like if you just follow my accounts, I post all of it on there anyway. The guides are just more so for those people who want to be able to say okay step one Mm. like this is what we're doing step two because there's a lot of just trial and error there's no right way to do it um so i have three different guides one is to teach people to be a social media manager more of like the business side of things there's one specifically for instagram reels Mm. and then there's one that i call the instagram audit like do it yourself so like basically what i do in the done for you audit Mm. i give you all the steps to do that yourself and it's just kind of about like you using your best judgment on that yeah Um, rather than having somebody say, do this. Um, So yeah, there's lots of different ways. Do you want me to say like... How can they... Yeah, if if you want them to get in contact with (laughs) you, that's the best way. Yeah, so you can find like information on everything at the socialmediasurvivalguide.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at pagemediaco and it's P-A-I-G-E, like the name. Um, I think I said this in the beginning. It gets so confusing because that's what my business was. Like that's what my LLC is under. Right. Business services are listed under that, but then the social media survival guide is its own little. You sector. started with that, then you created the social media yeah. survival guide mm-hmm. so that we can survive. Yeah, social we're media, surviving, right? thriving, <laughs> all of the above. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's Page Media Co on Instagram and TikTok. YouTube is at the Social Media Survival Guide and podcast. Your podcast, mm-hmm. Social Media Survival Guide. Yep. Good to go. Everything's at the Social Media Survival Guide.com. Like I don't even yeah. have Page Media Co.com anymore because it's just like okay. not yeah. relevant right. anymore. Right. But Good yeah, everything on there. Um, pop question for you. I didn't put this in the outline. I'm scared. Pop question on, on the, on the dot. Okay. If you look at our content, what's your quick assessment? Do you have like one thing you could say that you guys fuck this up? You need to do it better. You know? No, but do you know what I was thinking about and what kind of made me say like the whole, like adding your captions Mm. on Instagram was because you guys add your captions on like a cap cut, right? Mm. that mm-hmm. would just be like one thing like if you can put that because you guys have good engagement as it is like yeah. you're not like failing by any means yeah. but there's always like those little optimized things that you can do so yeah. that would definitely be one thing but as far as like your actual content 
I don't see anything wrong with it. The only thing. So we're perfect. You're amazing. Yes, you're <laughs> pristine. The only thing is like if you're taking it from a horizontal and making it vertical, it's tough because you yeah. have to like try to like size it perfectly. Yeah. So yeah. as long as you're doing that, like rather than posting like a full horizontal video with black squares above yeah. it, yeah. you're know, kind of enlarging it and yeah. putting it in the background as well and blurring it out a little bit. That's yeah. perfect. So, I mean, I've never seen anything from you guys. I've been like, oh my God, they should have done this and stuff. Like, you haven't seen the car wash video. Yet, I, ha- so I know. I'm really, gonna I'm going to go find to you. it. We're going yeah. to get your feedback on that one. <laughs> but see, like even that, like there's no right or wrong way to do that. And you guys take that entertainment aspect of it. And well, even, even if it. he's embarrassed, I'm like, let's go anyway. Whatever. We're going. Yeah. We're yeah. going. I showed up to work and he was like, let's shoot this right now. Like, okay. <laughs> there was no plan. That's so funny. Sometimes that's what you need, though. It it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes. It's more fun to make it, you know. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. No, I don't think there's anything that you guys are doing wrong. You post your educational content. You show the dogs in action, which is huge. You guys also kind of have that advantage of having dogs in your content. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody just thinks dogs are cute yeah those reaction videos are perfect because it's showing you guys in your immediate response to something Mm -hmm. like that so oh you want to see some haters oh i'm sure haters go on facebook yeah read the comments i'm sure (laughs) yeah but uh one of the things i was wanting or we we had talked about with the react videos because some people had left us comments on youtube and i like listening to the audience i'm Mm -hmm. like oh they bring up a good point is uh some people are like you guys are reacting but you're not kind of giving us your assessment so I'm like, well, that's True. a good point. We are reacting. We're like, oh, look at these people, you know. We're like, what's this dog doing? Get it out of there, you know. Yeah, like maybe if you add like 30 seconds at the end to right, just be like, like. Okay, this is what I would have done yeah. in this situation. Apparently so, some people would have liked that. You that know? Oh, some people might like that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. Right, and right. Yeah. YouTube, they are coming to us, our value. <laughs> the people, sorry, the, the uh, React videos, the people are coming to us, at least on our YouTube, which is where most of our social media content comes from, is we do our long form content and then I, we make mm-hmm. short form out of that. But like for the React videos, it was more of entertainment at the beginning, but because our YouTube is so educational based, people want that educational They're value like, on missing. those videos. So mm-hmm. I think it's just more like tweaking the, the yeah. knobs on it, you know? Yeah. So taking the constructive criticism that our viewers give us. Yeah. And making a better video out of that the next one. Yeah. yeah for any saying? for so. any viewer or listener out there, we do take those comments. We read them. You know, if it's like a vi- one of our viral videos where it gets like millions of views and there's like people going crazy, we're not reading all those because we can't. I've literally tried to. F- oh, yeah. I've literally tried to read a comment and like it disappears because there's so I'm like, dude, so I, I can't like mm-hmm. read this. But, you know, if, if uh, people are sending us feedback, like I've had people email me or send us a comment on YouTube or DM us or whatever. I like legit. We take that feedback. We do try to. You know, like, okay, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to us, we're definitely going to implement that. Like, Which is amazing. Like, the audience, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And we do try to reply to a lot of things. We don't reply to everything just because, there's you know, a lot. time is, you know, time is of the essence, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, especially Ben and our admin, Don, they're replying to things, trying mm-hmm. to get information out there. Yeah. You know, we try to build up our YouTube library. And, like, if someone's asking a question, we're like, hey, check out this video, you exactly. know, that we made on that, whatever. So we find that that helps us. But me and Ben also... Once a month, we sit down, we kind of have our own analytics that we're paying attention mm-hmm. to. We review that. We're like, okay, this is doing well. Let's let's try to make more content like this. Mm-hmm. Or people are asking for this. Let's make some of that. Mm-hmm. So we do like a little social once a month social media planning session where we kind of look at it all, plan it out, 
you know, uh, to try and keep on track and Which adjust is awesome cause to what's happening. A lot of people just kind of wake up one day and they're like, I'm going to post this today. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if that's right. what your capacity right. is, if that's what you have, but yeah. you know, the fact that you're actually taking that time to one plan it out is right. already a step ahead. Of a lot of people and yeah. two looking at the analytics from it and kind of readjusting mm-hmm. as you go is also another huge part that a lot of people don't do. Right. So, right. and that's yeah. one of the best things I say is like, if you just right now, like anybody, if you're like, where do I even start? Like, how do I make this better? Go into your analytics, go to all of the content. I'd have to like, look at my phone to know the exact buttons to push, but like on yeah. Instagram, you can have it sort everything you've ever posted mm-hmm. based off of reach, based off of engagement, like based off of different factors. Mm. And I would look at, you know, what got you the most reach, right? kind of look at that content what can you do again what can you recreate and repurposing your content like so many people like I used to have a client who wouldn't let me post Mm. stuff on different platforms because she's like well I don't want my audience to get bored like Mm. they're gonna get bored if they keep seeing the same content from me Mm. on all of these different platforms I'm like but it doesn't work like that yeah different platforms there's people that follow you on tiktok that have never even been to your instagram right there's people that follow you on instagram didn't even know you had a tiktok like there are different audiences everywhere and anybody who does follow you on all of these different platforms Mm -hmm. they don't care if they're seeing the same thing from you yeah because they're there for you not a different piece of video every day right so definitely one of the best things you can do is just look at what you've done in the past see how it performed what performed well Mm mm-hmm or made you happy with the results right. um, and then see what you can make better or see what needs to change, see, mm-hmm. you know, what you can do again. Yeah. So just looking at what you've already put effort into. Yeah. yeah. So I love that you guys do that. Good yeah. Time. I think the other part along with that study your own content, see what works, how can you create more content like this or repurpose mm-hmm. it? The other thing that I think is really beneficial is, whatever your niche is, dog training, social media guide, you know, survival guides or social media managers, or, you know, maybe you're a plumber, mm-hmm. right? You're like right. a plumber on TikTok. <laughs> like every, a lot of social media is like niche based yeah. or mm-hmm. like YouTube even. So like you can go to your, com- not I wouldn't even call them competitors, go to other people in your space, mm-hmm. study the content that they do. Um, you don't have to copy and paste them. But see, like, what are they doing? Right. And, like, why are they successful? Obviously, maybe they've had, like, a history. Like, they've been doing content for, like, five plus years. Exactly. But, like, what is making them do that well? Or, like, you know, so it's like you're, you're, maybe you're just starting out or your growth is small. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of break down, like, what they're doing. Take notes mm-hmm. about what they're doing, like, the topics they're covering. Maybe I can incorporate this into our media somehow or like create content based off of it and like don't copy and paste don't do that well that's what i tell people too is like regardless if it's amazing amazing regardless if it's in your niche or not like look at the content that you like look at the content that you're saving what made you want to save that whether Mm. it has anything to do with your niche or not what about that piece of content do you like Mm. and i think once you kind of figure that out um and i tell people too all the time like you're i literally will not go back and watch the first videos that i ever made Mm. like i can't it gives me (laughs) like i can't you're gonna change so much even from the first day like from the first video that you record like i have so much content that will never see the light of day because I did it. I realized Mm. I wanted to do it differently. Mm. Do it again. That original one kind of never goes anywhere because every time you're doing it, you're figuring out something easier or quicker or faster. You Mm -hmm. like doing it this way better. 
Um, so yeah, again, looking at, you know, what other people are doing and even if it's not in your niche, just what about that do you like? And like, what about that made you watch this entire video? Was it the way they're speaking? Was it the way they have their text on the screen? Yeah. And then kind of combining all of those things to make it your own. But yeah, never, I have so, I have so many videos that I've downloaded of people copying my content and I literally put them side by side and a couple of them like words match up and it's so creepy. Like mm. it's so weird. Yeah. But to me, it's like you're just taking what they say and make doing it yourself. Yeah. Like you, if you like just be more like creative or be like yourself, just be yourself, make your content, take everything that you've pretty much said mm-hmm. and yeah. like apply it to yourself. If you follow a bunch of creators and your and your whatever your uh, zone is or whatever captures your engagement or mm-hmm. like your your watch you know yep it's like you know you can do it yourself you just might have to like brainstorm a little bit mm-hmm. and it might not even come to you in the first day or two you know maybe you'll be sitting on it for a while and like boom it'll come to you yeah well, people know, also so. think they're gonna get followers and likes and all that rapidly it's like no this is like a long game type scenario well because i say yeah. that all the time just because you put the effort in to make content doesn't mean you're deserving of anybody to watch it mm-hmm. like it sounds super harsh, but like right. a lot of people are like, I've posted a hundred TikToks this month and I have gained 20 followers, but they think just because they're putting the effort into posts, mm. they're deserving of that following to grow. And they right. refuse to look at like, could I be doing my content differently? Mm. Did I, yeah. you know, misinform you somebody? You got to adjust. Exactly. You know, if or what you're doing. You, yeah. Working. Even if you hit those like peaks, like let's say you get a, a viral video, like that gets a million plus views on TikTok mm-hmm. or whatever. At some point, you're going to start down again. Oh. Your views are going to go down, yeah. and then yeah. you like don't get stay super critical on yourself. Right. You have to understand, like, you know, it's a slow. It's like a graph. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the social media is a graph. TikTok you know? that I posted is at like three hundred thousand views right now, and the one I posted yesterday has literally been stuck at three hundred. Yeah, <laughs> like it <laughs> it's just happens. Like, that, like it's because it? yeah. yeah. there's not a one size fits all, and a lot right. of people, when you see somebody who constantly has like one to five million views on every single one of their videos it's because they've established themselves so hard into that specific niche and right. people like them well like, they might have eight million followers too right so it's like a portion of their followers yeah. of what's watching it you know and that's the thing is like it's i hate the like vanity metric of having a certain number of followers because it literally doesn't mean anything it yeah. doesn't mean that more people are going to see your content it means that you now have somebody interested in you and i tell everybody like your goal Because so many people are like, oh, the Instagram algorithm hates me. It's not showing my content when really your goal should be with creating this content to get people to seek you out. Like Mm. I want people to open Instagram every day and physically type in K9 revolution to see if you guys have posted anything new. Mm. That should be like the relationship that you're trying to build with people, not necessarily relying on Instagram to push you. Yeah. Because like I use Jenna Marbles as the example, if you guys remember her from YouTube, like she put out videos every Wednesday and every Wednesday I was sitting there ready to watch this video, (laughs) whether it had anything to like one of them was like her like rhinestoning her face. And then the next (laughs) one was like dressing her dogs up, like just the most random shit. But because I loved her. I was so ready every Wednesday for that video. So it's like, I would rather be creating that connection with people where they're seeking you out specifically than relying on the platforms because that's when you'll see the does really well, does not so well, does really well, which is okay. And that's like totally normal because a lot of people do think like, oh, this is it. Every video from now on is going to get these views and it doesn't. And it's like disappointing, but it's the reality of it. Oh, good to go. Well, Lex, before we get your closing 
comments. How was your first live podcast? Oh, what my God. It was so cool. You like the live versus yeah. the uh, the video or whatever you've done? I do. Yeah. I've yeah. done all of mine through Zoom. So yeah. this is way more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I'm glad to have you out here at the property. I'm happy you know? to be out here at the property. <laughs> we had the guineas for a while. They're gone now. They've moved on their patrol somewhere else. <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, what are your closing thoughts, closing remarks that um, you got for us? Well, first of all, thank you for having me well, out for here. Coming. Honored of to have course. you. Of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you guys are absolutely crushing it. I think your social media is so funny. It's a perfect mix between being that educational and being the entertainment while still kind of like building your authority there. Like you're not, you know, sacrificing all of your authority just for like the views and being funny and like mm -hmm. just relying on the dogs to get you views. Like I think you guys are amazing at putting your own touches on things. Um, yeah. I mean, if I could say anything, it's treat social media like a diary almost mm. especially if you're trying to build you know a personal brand on that side and i don't mean diary like go on there and like cry on right, your story right. or anything <laughs> but like treat it like it's a friend um and especially for business owners too i want you to treat your social media like it's an extension of your business like because i'm really big about like the mindset on things and like if you are waking up every day and you're like Ugh, I have to post on Instagram today. Mm. Nobody's going to like it. The algorithm is going to show it to anybody. Like that's the energy you're going to get back. So if you wake mm. up every day and you're like, you know what? Social media is a place for me to find my people. I'm going to post this video. It's going to get me 10 leads. Like I have 10 yeah. DMS right now that I can't wait to answer. Like make it exciting. And it's hard because I know that it's not exciting to everybody. Mm. Um, if you need help with anything, feel free to DM me about anything. I always answer them. It might take two to three business days, yeah, but yeah. it'll get answered. But that's the other thing too, as a uh, small business, as a business owner, as a, as a media manager, you know, things, you know, time again, time burns very quickly. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be, you're not able to respond to DMS or things that right. quickly text messages, they yep. fall off, you know, DMS fall off. I always mm -hmm. mark things unread until I can oh, get to me them, too. you know, emails, I might read them see if it's an emergency if it's not an emergency i might unread it so i can get to it later yep so I don't be upset if unread. someone doesn't respond to you but there are businesses out there that never respond which is crazy well, to me right and that's the thing is like you know like you said if you have this video that's getting ten thousand comments you don't have to sit there and respond right. to every single one of them but right. like on just like an average day where there's a post and there's six comments of people being like, this is great. This is awesome. Thank you for posting this. Like those things you should be responding to. Mm -hmm. Cause the other thing too is like, you can hire somebody to just answer your DMS mm -hmm. and do your engagement. But to me, yeah. it's so inauthentic. Right. Like if I had somebody in there answering my DMS, people would know immediately if it was me or not. Right. So right. like, that's right. why I've just, I'm like, I'd rather, you know, have a little bit of a wait time yeah. to answer. Yeah. But you know that you're talking to me. Right. Absolutely. And I prefer that with businesses too. So yeah. whatever effort you can put in, I know it's a lot. I tell everybody if you need somewhere just to like get yourself started again, look at what you've posted and what's done well, but start a note on your phone, like mm. literally start that simple. And just every time you think of something, every time you see a video that you like, copy mm. the link, paste it in there, Yeah. audit later and figure out why you liked it and just kind of give yourself that bank of ideas to yep. go back to because everybody's always like, I don't know what to post. Yeah. Yeah. Start that bank. When you have an hour, one day to sit down and record something, knock out all of those topics Yeah. and then you're good. Good to go. Yeah. Start simple. That's my thing is I like to keep shit simple. One piece of the puzzle at a time. Exactly. And don't, don't overdo yourself. Yes. You know, take one piece, do it at a time. Maybe you have to grow your team. For sure. Maybe you have to bring in someone that's uh you know, like a independent contractor type person, yeah. like a manager to come in and assist. But 
one puzzle piece at a time mm -hmm. and grow grow your uh, community, grow yeah. your platforms, you know? Because that's what I tell everyone. Like, everybody, you know, you'll see a lot of people say, like, you have to be on this platform and this mm -hmm. platform. And, and you do. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just you, it's not realistic and you're going to end up spreading yourself, yourself and your thin. content too thin. Right, yeah. right. So, then you'll burn yourself out, then you'll be going down, yep. you know? <laughs> it's like stairs. Like, yeah. get to the one, you know, quote-unquote master your yeah. Instagram strategy, then go up to TikTok and go up to YouTube, then start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Your email list should probably be somewhere in those first yeah. stages. Like there's just so many different things. Right. And that I always like to say, just vet your resources before you're like purchasing thousand dollar courses that teach you how to build an email list. Yeah. You know, absolutely. absolutely. Look into who you're trusting for sure. Good to go. Yay. Well, appreciate it, Lex. So for me, what I've tried to do with our podcast is talk about some of like the sponsorship things at the end. Because mm -hmm. to me, I feel like if someone's listening this long, maybe they want to listen to it. Maybe not. They can just turn it off at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so, Pack Talk Podcast is sponsored by Canine Revolution Dog Training. Fancy that. <laughs> Fancy that, you know. But also Canine Revolution Apparel. So, we have our apparel uh, going on as well. Mm -hmm. And people can buy that on Amazon. And it was super important to me to get that on Amazon because for me, if I'm buying stuff... I'm like, Amazon is where I go. Oh, 100%. I do not want to go to any stores if I don't have to because I don't have time. Right. You know, ship it to me, deliver it. I'm good to go. So that was our priority. So we do have dog training shirts. We have guinea shirts. We have chicken <laughs> shirts. We have hoodies. We have rain jackets. We have mugs. We have all kinds of stuff on there. So if you haven't, Lex, check it out. I will. But uh, if you're listening to the podcast, that's one way you can support the podcast. And one of my favorite shirts that we have is our good to go shirt. Because I love saying good to go for some reason. It just, it just, you know, became a habit for me. I say it all the time. And then one time I told someone, that's not good to go. They were like, I've never heard you say that. It's Is not this? good. It was when I was training with them and their dog. I was like, that's not good to go. And they were like upset that I said it's not good to go. Oh, then I was like, hey, so don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, we're good. So anyway, <laughs> so we do have a good to go shirt. You can get love that on that. Amazon. Also, I am an affiliate for... Jocko Fuel and Origin USA, like we talked about. We're drinking some Jocko Fuel right now. What do you think? I'd love it. You like it? Yeah. It's not like that energy drink that's going to like hit you hard and like right. crash you. It's like that slow increase, but it also has the nootropics in it that'll bring you aware. Aware say, of your whole like body sensation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but Try it's clean energy. And the other thing I like about Jocko Fuel and uh, Origin USA is it's made in America, sourced in America, so 100% American. And Americans, Americans are uh, making this stuff in uh, Maine and North Carolina. They're making more plants other places, so I like supporting that. America. But it's also like good ingredients for you. There's no fillers or anything like that. Like they have protein, they have all this other stuff. So I, I take the protein. It's called Molk. I like it. It's good to go. That's and, so and the Jocko goes. So anyway, the Origin USA side of the house has jeans, belts, boots, all that kind of stuff. Ben has some boots buffalo boots bison yeah they're actually good for the winter and uh, he's got some jeans which uh, you know every time he puts them on i give him a good slap ass hey good job <laughs> but the, literally the literally the uh, origin usa delta 68 jeans are like uh, yoga pants to me like they're oh, so flexible so and stuff so they're nice so check that out if you want 10 percent off singer 101 is the promo code for that and then uh, we do have something else coming up which i do want to hear what you have to say about this lex is uh what we're trying to create is a network, a community locally. And so Love we're that. creating some NFTs. Do you know what those are? I do. And uh, so this is like a new thing coming out. We're trying to beat the curve. But basically, we're starting up an NFT program where 
our alumni, it's, it's going to be released to just our alumni at first. Mm -hmm. So you do qualify for that. But, you know, these people can get the NFT and I'm building a network with local businesses where mm -hmm. if they go present the NFT to the business, they get a discount or gotcha. they get this perk or that perk. And I'm trying to make it rev relevant to, uh, you know, dogs at first and then just other things people yeah. might enjoy or might like. But if it's successful, we'll continue to grow it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully it benefits people, yeah. you know, uh, having this type of technology out there. And I think the te technology itself is going to help people in the future. For sure. So That's what I was going to say. Do you I think think about, what do you think about that? I what's don't your, what's know your initial thought? a whole lot about NFTs. Like, I know what they are. I understand yeah. how they work. But I think it's all about how you use them. Like, I know a lot of people who are just like, here's an NFT I made. Pay right. me $50 for it. And it's like. Right for what yeah but i think something like that where you're putting that use behind it and giving mm -hmm. some sort of not even just incentive but mm -hmm. you know and a push to want to have right. that thing for the benefits elsewhere yeah. so i think that's awesome well my my main goals with it are you know support the uh the dog owner or mm -hmm. the user right because they can get perks at certain places but also support the local community you yeah, know what i'm saying because sure. i think I'm big on local. Mm -hmm. I'm big on America. Yeah. You know, I'm big on dogs, obviously. <laughs> and uh, being a small business owner, I'm like, hey, how can we support mm -hmm. each other? How can we support dogs and people? Yep. You know, but, I mean, that's benefit everybody. So that's what I'm trying to do. Like I said, like that word of mouth and traditional face to face marketing. I think a mm -hmm. lot of people forget about that and forget yeah. how powerful that can be. So yeah. something like that, like I try to encourage my clients to do, um, like one of my recent clients is doing right now, like, they have a special package that you pay X amount and you get a service from her and you get a service from somebody else mm. at a different location. Oh, nice. So it's like, you know, they're sending their people over there. Same and their type people, of thing, community, mm -hmm. community yeah. thing or referral program or yes. something like that, you know? Yep. So anything that I think can get other people or other businesses involved yeah. shows that you're putting in that initiative. Yeah. I love that. Good to go. Yeah. So if you guys are listening and you're interested in getting into the NFT program, we will be launching that soon, but you can reach out, ask questions about it. We'll send you some information. But also, if you're a listener, we really appreciate you. Not you guys. We appreciate you. Exactly. Right? The listener. <laughs> and uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please rate us. Please review us. That does uh, help us uh, reach more people. Send us your feedback because we will listen to that. You can get in contact with us. You can hit us up on the uh, link in the description below, info at caninerevolutiondogtraining.com, or you can text us and uh, get in touch with us that way. But uh, Lex, thank you again for coming out. Thank you, guys. Honored to have you on the podcast. Honored to get your, your information, your knowledge. And uh, love seeing you grow and love seeing what you do and uh, also same learning from you. you at the same time. Yeah, so. same to you. You've and you are a founding member. I was going to say, it's the least I could do when you <laughs> fixed my dog. So, <laughs> And, uh, you know, let me know when you need chickens. I we'll can't give wait. You the chickens. We'll That'll be, be next up on the list for sure. So until next time, this is Back Talk Podcast. Out.